Welcome to Middlebrook Memories Podcast. I am Jelly, otherwise known as Glister Prince, and my co-host is Hitchcock, otherwise known as Alfred Henry. Our mission on this podcast series is to explore the stories behind the magic that was created at Middlebrook. But over a span of four years, between 1982 and 1986, we saw the transformation of a small co-educational school with less than 1,200 students, 800 boys, 800 girls and 400 boys into a successful sports and scholastic champion, winning seven major trophies, three Sunlight Cup, two Tapping Cup, one Walker Cup and one Nutriment Shield. And to crown these achievements, Meadowbrook also produced two Rhodes Scholars, Cavell Creighton in 1987 and Andrea Wright in 1989. Both graduates of Meadowbrook in 1983. In this podcast series, we'll be speaking to persons, both males and females, who were actively involved in this incredible journey, along with friends and staff at Meadowbrook, which inspired the environment which created this golden era. We hope you enjoy our discussion. Please give us as much support and encouragement as you can on whatever social media platform you are listening. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Okay. Already. So today okay. is Saturday, May 7, 2022. Welcome back to Metabook Memories for conversation number 15. Me as usual, Jelly, our Glister, our Lance, our Prince. Before I introduce my friends who are joining me today, I must provide a little context about the upcoming conversation. First to the date, May 7th is 40 years to the almost exact date of May 5th that a group of students created history at Meadowbrook by winning our first major trophy, school trophy, by beating Calabar in the 1982 Sunlight Cup Finals and made the late Lyle Piggy Williams shouted, We are history makers. It also announced to other schools that we at Meadowbrook had broken the glass ceiling and as you would say, as we would say, and over the next four years, we won six more major school trophies. I did not plan this conversation to be happening today, so it must be serendipitous that this is taking place on the 40th anniversary of this momentous occasion. This conversation was scheduled to take place on May 29th, and Debbie Meeks, Mrs. Raymond, Mrs. Hamilton, and Mr. Shaw were slated to be on the conversation this week. Until my sister and years a while man made me aware that this weekend was Mother's Day. When we, just, when we scheduled the conversation, neither Debbie nor I realized the date. And because three ladies were scheduled for that conversation, Debbie and I agreed that it was best to stop our conversation date so the ladies can enjoy their Mother's Day. So on short notice, I reached out to two of my friends, one who don't need no introduction because he has been on the podcast before, Doggy Crooks. The other person joining the conversation epitomizes the magic of Meadowbrook. Because although he left Meadowbrook in, in third form in 1977, he realized you can check out a Meadowbrook anytime, but you can never really leave. Secondly, although Yanni had not spoken for four to five years when we reconnected back in January of this year, thanks to Doggy, the dialogue and the relationship have not skipped a beat. So when I call him yesterday and short notice and say I need a big favor, I want you to come join Doggy and me in our conversation so I can share my memories. He never hesitate. 
So without further fanfare, I want to thank my two friends, Wayne, Froggy Fuller, and Douglas Crooks in joining the conversation so I can share my memories. Wayne, welcome, and Doggy, welcome back. Wayne, introduce yourself first. Well, thank you, Glister, for inviting me. Um, although short notice, boy, I couldn't say no, you know. Um, and you are right, I left in 1977, but... Um, Meadowbrook is always with me, you know. But again, thank you. And Dougie? Well, gentlemen, good morning. Uh, Saturday, May 7th. Uh, yeah, Dougie Crooks here. Always willing to support everybody. And my friends, you are one of my friends. And Meadowbrook is special. And you and I have been in touch with each other through up and down times for the last 48 to 50 years and you are what I call an article friend and therefore always whatever you ask me I will always step up and assist yeah man so you take the show from your doggy because you have a, you are the host today and froggy are the co-host and I am the guest so you go ahead and take it from there make, make an introduction and then we take it from there okay <clears throat> so, as we all know, today is Saturday, May 7, 2022. Welcome to the podcast number 15. I am Dougie Crooks, as we said, and I have my good friend and co-host Wayne Froggy Fuller. And we are interviewing Glester Jelly Prince. We have on the line with us three great guys from Meadowbrook. And it is now Jelly's turn to face the music or the pace bowling, as we say. So he's a cricketer and he loves cricket. So today will be some bowling of pace and spin to him with regards to questions and just generally how we have made it this far. So, Lester Prince, what a wonderful surname. Just that name, the last name, conjures up something different. That's a different name. Glaster, you're a doyen, D-O-Y-E-N, a captain, a most respected person. You are always trying new businesses. I remember us 40 years ago coming down to Colbeck, minibus. If it's not minibus, it's party business, it's biscuit business. You always are trying your life is punctuated by kindness, empathy, compassion, patience, preparation, and most of all, perseverance in everything you do. Because you wanted the podcast to happen today, and it did happen. So you persevere in everything you do. You are a man who, if someone gives you a cactus, you don't sit on it. You think. You're a critical thinker, Jelly. You look at every angle you have shown by your actions and your decisions. You are a great father, grandfather, husband, and ultimate family man. Daddy to Kyle, a rancher, Tommy, and two grandkids. Zylo, grandson, Adeline, granddaughter. Zylo is there to me because he's one day off from my 
uh, birthday, he's the 21st of July and I'm the 22nd. You were raised by two wonderful parents. May they rest in peace. Lily Prince, Sister Lily, and I call him Sir Prince, which is Tommy Prince. You wrote a memoir about Meadowbrook, The Golden Years, and I know cricket is very dear to your heart. And the team that broke the glass ceiling and started a dynasty of success that created three Sunlight Cup champions, one Walker Cup champion, one Tapping Cup, and all within a four-year span of 82 to 86. You were an integral part of shaping that team, captaining in that team, guiding the players, having the camaraderie, and showing good leadership during those school years, good stewardship, good listening skills. And of course, we had the other magic to that equation, Mr. Beckford, the Dread, Rory, all the other folks that factored into that. So, you know, it's this is a really special occasion. And I remember when I toasted you, because you and I have gone back so far, and I remember when I toasted you at your wedding, at your wedding, we know everybody calls you affectionately Jelly. And I remember that night so well where I told you that the Jelly approach was not going to work on the wedding night. You would need to have a strong backbone for that night. And I see evidently you listened and you now have three grown beautiful children. <laughs> so there was no Jelly work that night. There was good solid back work from a wonderful wife, Angela, and yourself. We have mutual respect for each other, Jelly. We are honest with each other, and you are what I call an article friend. Real talk, no six for nine, as we say in Jamaica. You know, when you turn a six upside down and it's a nine, there is none of that between us. And we have stayed in touch, and there is ultimate respect. So, my friend, I introduce you as someone that has always been trying, never give up, never relent. So this is how I feel about you. And if you give me a time when it is right, I would like to say a little bit about Mother's Day and our mothers. So I turn it over to you now to respond and tell me when you want me to touch base with the Mother's Day, because this is a fluid conversation, right? No, no, we're not about, we can't start off with the Mother's Day thing right away because when tell you one other thing we no, 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 we're of because today's also my wife's birthday. Oh, we, wow. Believe it or not. So go ahead and make your Mother's Day thing because that's appropriate. My mother not here, but right. my wife is a wonderful mother. So, and I, for all the mothers, they're listen to this. Respect to all of you. Know. Simplicity, your sure. wife Nesta and to all of the mothers them by listening to this and your mother who is still alive who might be able to listen to this when she gets a chance. But yeah, go ahead, doggy. So I will say in honor of our mothers, Roggy's mom, my mom, your mom, the moms that are still alive, that we treasure their memories because without our mothers we are no one. They're the ones who brought us here. They saw us first. 
they're the ones who made this all possible. For those that are not here with us, may they rest in peace, but they will always occupy special places in our heart and our memories because there is no one to you like mommy. So let us talk about why we're here today because if it wasn't for Lily May Prince, Lance wouldn't be here today. So let me say a few words about her with regards to Mother's Day and Lily Prince, sunrise May 15th, almost 87, almost 93 years ago, Lily Prince came into this world and she sunsetted on August the 19th. So let the memory of Lily be with us for forever especially as we think about our mothers. The marriage with Mr. Prince Thomas produced four wonderful children, Dawn, Bibby, Patrick, Lance, and the family expanded. Sir Prince, who I called Thomas, passed on in 1994. He was a most respected man. I had a friend that worked at JBC and he said, there's this man by the name of Mr. Prince and he's in charge of the stores and inventory. And he and I went to UWI together and I said, I wonder if that's Lester's Jelly's dad. And me and Jelly being um, touching base I found out that, yes, his dad worked at JBC. And I remember having so many conversations with Mr. Thomas Prince at the 66 Colbeck um, Palace. Avenue. And Avenue. It was just, yeah, mm. I call it the palace. Okay. Um, my home is his palace. I call it his palace. And it, he was just a cool, easygoing man and would always give you good advice circumstances change alter situations and so coming back to the mom now lily prince i remember she worked at biscuit company for a long time and jelly if you remember this some of the freshest crackers <laughs> you could put in your mouth would come from the Colbeck castle that was the the, the the good crackers from i don't know from that Jamaica Biscuit Company, Excel, some of the freshest crackers. crackers yeah. There you go, some of the freshest crackers. And I'm like, wow. And so, you know, I remember Mrs. Prince, very quiet, very um, calm lady. And I remember words I understand Sister Lily would say sometimes she would have a little sniper words to say <laughs> or you say some hot words and it would remain with you for a couple of weeks. Always, as I understood, she wanted peace for everybody and for everybody to get along. She would say, don't worry about a thing because every little thing will be all right. Right, Jelly? Right. That's our favorite Bob song. Yes, yes, Of yes. course. I remember <laughs> her very well. She would quietly, without any fussing or trouble, that was her spirit. I remember her... People saying that she would take in her family members and be always welcoming and your dad. And, you know, I listened to that and I said to myself, wow, this is where Jelly gets this caring approach because we shape our behaviors based on our parents and what we see a lot of times. 
So this love and tolerance and quiet determination was given and passed on to her four children, Dawn, Bibi, Patrick, and Lance. Her seven grandchildren, Nadia, Dane, Dr. Sean Patrick, big up to him, Kyle, Thomas, Arancha, and the great-grandchildren, Madison, Mason, Carey, and Zylo. She's always in our hearts. And the one thing she would always say is share, share, share your love, share everything. So you were blessed to be an offspring of two very cool and great parents. And they shaped how you are. And may they rest in peace. And it is because of your wonderful mom and dad. Don't forget his, his input while you are here today. So for all mothers that are listening, my mom, unfortunately, is not in the best of health. She can hear, but she, you know, we don't know why certain things happen. But we, we treasure our moms and we love them. And they rest in our hearts in a special place because your mom is your first girlfriend and she is the person that she's your everything. So you honor her and hopefully, as they say, you know, everything just comes out the way how you expect. So with that, big up to the Mother's Day for all mothers and we give them their due respect. All right. Thank you for that, Doggy. I can't add nothing to that. Thanks for that. Thanks for Anna. Old lady and old man. Yeah. I thank you for that. And thanks for Anna, all mothers, really. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you. Go ahead, Billy. No, man, you go ahead. You in charge, I know, you know. Because remember, I am the. I am on the the hot seat this week. uh, I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So. So I don't know if Froggy wants to come off with the with the first question. I mean, we have a a, a, a a template which we typically would follow. So if Froggy wants to fire off the first ball or now you go ahead. Over go ahead. to you, Froggy. Yeah, you can go ahead. All right. Let me let me start with the pace bowling. So Jelly, so here's this, and I'm gonna call you Jelly because I just know you as Jelly. Yep. And yes, Lester and Lance, fine, but I've called you Jelly for 40 years, so you're gonna remain Jelly for me today. Okay, is that okay? That's Jelly is perfect, man. I got my start with every time, every week. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> so the question is, Meadowbrook High School is the nexus. It's the connective tissue that we all are hooked to. That's where we all met each other. That's where all of the magic started in our lives. That's where we were cocooned. And that's where we came from in terms of how we all have some connectivity. So how did you come to be associated with Meadowbrook High School? Did you choose that school? Did that school choose you? Were you sent there from another? How did you end up at Meadowbrook? So the question is, did you choose Meadowbrook or did Meadowbrook choose you? Well, Go ahead now, sir. The, well, for me, that was easy, you know. Meadowbrook, me choose Meadowbrook, you know. I want to think about that question, you know, may I ask and may I say, may I think back and I say, did I put Meadowbrook and Meadowbrook when I met the choice to come and entrance? And may I said, no, it wasn't so bad. But Meadowbrook was my first choice. 
and um, the second choice was Camperdown because my sister did go to Camperdown. Because we used to live in Raytown and my sister passed come on entrance to Camperdown sometime in the 60s. But when we moved from my Prambical, she get a transfer to Merle Grove. She never even started Camperdown. So Camperdown was my second choice. But we picked Meadowbrook because my other sister, Claudette, or Bibi, as I call her, got Meadowbrook before me. We used to love seeing her in her uniform with her beret, as I call it all the while. The beret with Che Guevara we were like. And then um, Patrick, my older brother, went to Meadowbrook too. So Meadowbrook was my first choice over and over. I, mean, never, I couldn't think of going nowhere but Meadowbrook. And also, People live in a Pramacal just down the road from me. My sister used to get a ride from a man who lived just down the road. I ain't gonna know this man, doggy. Mr. Nicholson. That's Joe Nicholson's father. And at the time, Aye. Joe never started going to school yet. Joe is a little younger than me. But she have two she have a older brother, Douglas, she used to go to Meadowbrook. And, yes, and yes, Nelly. Nelly was yeah. a year either way. Used to go to Meadowbrook. So Mr. Nicholson used to drive in Buick Skylark. I mean I date myself when we talk about them car there. I stop yeah. up and I pick up my sister morning time when I'm on the way for drop off Nelly and Doggy. Douglas him named Douglas Nicholson I go Meadowbrook. So Meadowbrook was it wasn't even a choice. Me never think but me, me used to see Meadowbrook in the paper. I compete, them now compete so good. But me always I think and I say, whenever me go to Meadowbrook, me go compete for them in a some way and me go feel so me can improve that. That that was my intention I go Meadowbrook. But just me just love the school. My sister and my brother go there. We people are Pramacal, I said near people are Pramacal, I go to Meadowbrook, so it wasn't even a choice to me. So when me get the paper, the man, you know, you get your common entrance all the time looking at the paper, and me look, and look, and when me see my name, man, at Meadowbrook, that was the sweetest thing for me, man. Meadowbrook, and me, and my brethren, Robert Dewey, who no longer with us, and God rest him soul, me and him was the only man from Meadowbrook. There's another girl who used to live down Patosi, who used to live beside Nichols, a girl named Georgia Aarons, used to go to Meadowbrook too. From yeah, Pramacal, yeah. yeah. She was in a she was in a one year thing. Used to go Meadowbrook too, so yes, yes. Meadowbrook was it wasn't even a choice to me, doggy. Meadowbrook was almost in my blood from before we start Meadowbrook. So if you answer that question, I, I choose Meadowbrook wholeheartedly, one hundred percent. So So when you went in the Skylark to Meadowbrook in style with um, <laughs> <laughs> No. Because in those days, in those days, those cars were premium cars. You understand me? I mean, most <laughs> cars in Jamaica were like like Japanese cars, and so to sit in the back of a Buick, I mean, that thing was a a cut above the rest, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, man, the Buicks got a lot of them drive different, man. And a couple man, and well, I get a ride at the Buick for go to school, but most of the man them walk to school. Me and Patrick walk to school, and the first, as a matter of fact, you know. The first year I start Meadowbrook in the 1974 now, before I get to the first day of school. In the summer of 74, Patrick was sick with a serious disease them called astomalitis. A bone disease, serious bone disease. So when school starts for the first couple of weeks, I don't remember him was there the first day with me, or he might come to school in a cane. He couldn't oh, walk wow. on the left foot so good at all, because his foot was, he was so... So, oh, Hurt, yeah, man, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Now, yeah. I must recover, you know, but I have to walk and limp on the foot because I have to learn to walk again because it was a serious thing in terms of that, say, the summer of that. So, I start, and um, I went, <laughs> I mean, I just talk about my mother, you know, my father, you know, especially the old lady, you know. It come like them, they look at me a long time, and I say, I'm going to slow and make him do it, my father, you know, because the first thing I got to make a book, you know. 
the bag when me carry go to school is something unusual. It was in a bag. You remember the dulcimina grip then? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't quite the color of the dulcimina one, but my first school bag. We go downtown, you know, you get your pass, come on entrance, when you go downtown, you go King Street and you buy a school book and your school bag and all of me there. I'm tell my mother, say, me want a little grip. I mean, get a little oh, small me. green grip. I use dulcimina because that's the size, but it's a green one. So when we go to school, I made a grip now. Me, me never remember that doggy, but me had a grip. But me, I me look, me look back and I said, Oh, my mother just love me for carry the grip. She never looked at me and said, Lance, you're an idiot. You know. People have a laugh after you if you carry a grip for school. You know. But <laughs> she was saying, is, You have the right intention, green grip. From Meadowbrook, and you wanted your books put in a certain order, and therefore to have the exercise book. Remember them exercise book and the different books we would have. Yeah, man. You, you, you were probably so organized. She says, make him go on with the grip because it seems to work for him. So leave him alone. When he gets in there, he will understand that the grip might not be matching the contour of the school. That, but, but doggy, doggy. Um, how long did the grip last? How long? Huh? Oh, no, the grip. <laughs> <laughs> Good question, Froggy, because guess what? The, the grip maybe last until December, you know, because the car on the group of carry you now, we have PE. And then by they come to high school you now, you didn't know, go, not go PE from primary school you now. Guys just go primary school and play like a key clothes. But when you learn they have PE, you know, the group of carry PE clothes and school book and the PE clothes and school book now go work good together in the group, so <laughs> Wait, Lance. Yeah. You, you mean Robert and the whole class make a care group for a whole, a whole um, three months? No, Robert, Ruth Robert. Do? No, yes, no, yes. no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, That's a good question. You see, at the time, you know, I don't think we had quite home the skillet to start more than one another. We had feel out what we are now with this. Everybody knew. You no, know, you're right. I, I, he was he was he wasn't misbehaving at that time. He hadn't crafted that skill yet. No, no, we learned a skill by the second and third form. But it's a good question, Froggy, because Diego, <laughs> but can't believe that Diego make a care grip with the lot. I'm not taking me on about it. I'm good, but the point is I don't remember what them carry. But I know I had my grip. You see, I said to you, I said, I must have looked. People must have looked at and I said, why the brother they look weird? What, where am I come to school with grip for? What's wrong with him? <laughs> so that, that was my, that was my, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Doggy? Yeah, no, 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 I wasn't saying, I was just listening. No, no, yes, no, that so. was my, that was my, the, the grip thing was something remember, I said, right. So the first thing, I go on the campus, you know, I remember most, you know. Because by the time I go now, I miss a Patrick was sick, but I think he must come in a school same. But I remember about me about going on the first day, you know. Before yes, me even going to the classroom, day. before me even going right. to the classroom, you know, I'm looking on the willow tree them, and there was no, there was no wall. I made a book like a wall, you no. Know. It was like just a, the willow tree and the willow tree them whistle when you hear the breeze blow, and the place so green and lush. And when yes, you walk into yes. the classroom and look round, as you stuggy. And and I never, it's afterwards and I'm not say I had two girls to one boy. I, mean, I said that's why I maybe end up I love Meadowbrook somewhere because you're surrounded by girls and your eye just a dazzle man. I said right, it is like a dream has come true, man. You look around and I say, okay, me land in heaven. 
It's not a school, it's it felt like camp. Some kind of some kind of summer camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. And only pa only pa you know, only pa family around you have to say it's like kind in our class, you know. Our classroom, one B Frag, you remember you had um Edda and Sophie Anderson our class. It's like everybody it's like you don't walk in a middle for two or three minutes and don't see somebody with a sister. Yeah. Janice Trudic in our class and our brother Courtney in another class. Yeah, yes, um, yes. you can't. I remember the brother and sister, the moment just knew off at the top of me. You have, um, Bruce Lindo and you have a brother Gary Lindo. You follow me, I said to you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a closely knit, yeah, well, you had um, Patrick Taylor I mean, and then you have a sister in a second from Peaches who both yes. in name and looks was like a peaches right so, <laughs> yes yeah, she, she was uh she was a peach to look at yeah <laughs> exactly yes. exactly so you go remember, you're surrounded by family and it's like ah that's some family member and i'll be telling you the nicholas and them was there from patosi from the girl and them there book see me so and the, the more you get on i realize is that we we have a family member there mother book man we is like a, a family school in a sense but yeah so me remember i say me remember my brother Diego. Lenward, the first thing I remember about Jago, you know, was that, you know, when you go to school and I ask about your name, and for call out your name, Jago call out the whole name name, I said, right, they have a man, have a name longer than mine, because my yes, name is yes. Glister Oral Lansdard, but when Jago call out his name, Jago was Lenward, Raymond, St. Arbin, I said, right, Johnson, I said, yes, this man has beat yes. me, because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, had, he, had a, he had a unique name because I remember when we were doing O levels and the examiner called out his name, a lot of people were laughing, saying, How long is he going to take to finish that sentence? But Jigo was awesome at, um, at just, you know, working in Meadowbrook. And he also had a family there. Exactly, and a whole brother, exactly. Exactly. The yes, original yes. Jigo, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, so you go to school and it's like it it, it it felt familiar. Let me use that word. It's like yes, sir. It's like you feel like I can't bother the dog. It never feel like school at all, you know. So it was just that's how I felt I go Meadowbrook, and then you start play sports and pee. Because we play football and cricket. I grew up on Calbeck Avenue. That's all I do. As Leroy Smart and the Stang play football and cricket as one brother. That's all I do on Calbeck Avenue. Right, right. Day, when you come from school, we play football on the road or cricket on the road, depending on the season. And sometimes we had a track and field, and as you know, we couldn't run at all. We run little and go around the track, little, the triangle on the bottom of the road. But some come on Meadowbrook now, I was a competent footballer. I couldn't run. I'm more than a competent cricket because we had played so much of them things upon the road, man. So much right. cricket on the road and so much football, cricket on the road is like, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I remember you as a very good footballer. And I remember you with those either the um the football boots either was Puma or Adidas with some very um psychedelic looking stripes. They were green <laughs> and yellow. And I'm saying and you had those iron studs in and I'm like, What the heck is this? And so you were a very competent footballer with bow bow legs and most guys that have bow legs are great footballers so you were a very good footballer in my view i mean obviously maybe i was a salad playing but <laughs> it was you know it was you were a great footballer so here's a question I, 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 coming back to the first day of school 
were you when you were in the, did you assemble in the assembly hall and then they took you back to your individual class like 1b do you remember that specific day in the assembly hall if they took you in there um going back how did you feel in that assembly hall that first day with the grip or the green bag or <laughs> however you want to call it you know i was in my shopping pants because my mom gave me oversized pants to wear to school and i couldn't understand but i learned after that so how were you that day in the auditorium with the rest of students how did you feel and do you remember that day specifically in the auditorium when everybody was gathered do you remember that no i mean i not quite remember that day then a doggy what did happen in terms of say when we remember more of the people in in the classroom it's like because, and our classroom was such a diverse classroom one b and froggy can test to that it's like i look around now and i say i live now you say I must get a game you know and then you look around and you say and frag me if you remember this remember you named mark chenyen yes yes um <laughs> yeah Thank Chenin. And if you know, if you remember Chenin, doggy, Chenin had no, <laughs> when I call it, mobile skill at all for the nut. But Chenin had to play up on the team because we never have a little boy in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so remember, I remember Alan Seishos. And if I have a older brother in a second farm to Anthony Seishos. Um, yes, yes. Remember, yeah. um, remember the people, them doggy, more than. The, the, I remember the people more than say what it happened on the first thing. Remember, say, well, because there was no significant standoff for any either embarrassing incident that more you remember or any significant thing where is that because you remember go by where you what trigger you know in terms of if you did embarrass or something significant that mm, I have selective memory. We all do. You remember something that some people just don't remember certain things at all, you know. So, good question, and doing a um, um. Did we know which form we were going to be in before we came to school? I, I, you know, thinking about it, I can't remember if we knew in the summer or did we find out the day? I think it's yeah, I, I think we found out on the day because what stood out in my mind when I went to Meadowbrook the first day was all of these people, the students in the assembly hall and then mrs millwood or the the different um um teachers that were involved to um get the classrooms populated correctly i remember them calling out names and that they would say this one is going into the b stream because meadowbrook at the time had three streams a b c mm -hmm. with about 30 to 40 pupils in each in each form mm -hmm. and i remember because it, it stuck with me so much because I felt like I was being herded because it was like a hundred kids, 90 to a hundred kids in that auditorium. And then they're just, you're going here, you're going here. And I remember it so carefully and so well. And I just felt like, wow, this is where now we separate from each other and we're marched into our so-called home slack form. I remember that like yesterday. So Doug, um, it wasn't it wasn't preordained before the summer. They did it while I think what they did is looked at the results of the the kids and see who passed the thing and where and then they put them in the grades. At that day, they had already done their homework. Is what I thought. So 
all the first farmers were in the auditorium at that time? Yes, yes. They, everybody went in because because they couldn't meet us at the gate to say. So I remember all of us inside there. And then they said, you're going off into this, uh, follow this person. And they they did it like that. Mm hmm. And in the auditorium, you know, and it was it was overwhelming for me because it was like, oh, my gosh, this is because when you see 90 students who you have never seen in your life, most of them, it's like, wow, this is like a school, a, a sea of people. Right. Mm hmm. I, I don't mm -hmm. quite remember that because all I remember was you call Miss Miller's name. I think she was our farm teacher. Yeah. Miss Miller, yeah. right? And she was a nice, she was like, she was like a lady with, the, with most of the teacher. It was like a motherly touch. You felt like, and she had a, she had a, 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 she had a daughter in a first farm one day. Also, had, she had a older sister. Again, every time you call somebody, you say, yeah, she had a older sister, a older brother. Yeah. Um, forget her, 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 her daughter was in at the A stream, doggy. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Eleanor, there was Eleanor and uh, Denise, and, and, Denise um, and Eleanor. And Eleanor, I think it's, it's, or, or it's the mom's name, Eleanor. No, it's Eleanor, Denise, and then there's one other one. I forget the name, but you call them the other one, the three of them. I yeah, think. her husband was a, was a very prominent pastor in Jamaica. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she, she taught me math and she was a very nice person. Yeah, she teached me She was a nice teacher. I love her. I like her because she was. The, the teacher never make intimidate at all. I made book. That was the main thing. You never feel like. You, you never uh, felt intimidated. Yeah. You're allowed for. Yes, yes. Intimidated by some teachers like Mr. Gooden and Mr. Grant. <laughs> you know, when Mr. Gooden would say, Is that chicken on your mouth or what is it that you don't understand? Mr. Gooden used to say he would intimidate me because he would say things like dog and to the classroom when he was teaching math. He would hold up and draw a circle and he would say, People, look on the donut, don't look on the hole in the donut. <laughs> <laughs> look at the problem and and don't look through the problem and he would forever drill that home and i was like what is mm. him what's going on with him and donuts you know and but he was he was just trying to say look on the surface of the donut if it is circular because in those days donuts were circular no donut yeah, yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. So he was saying look at the the circumference and the and the and the material that making the donut up rather than looking through because he was trying to say focus on the problem and he was very um strict and Mr. Grant was the same way. I was scared of him for sure. Yeah, Mr. Grant. So a little was... intimidated. Yeah. yeah some Mr. Grant. Were. Yeah, but but yeah, everybody, yeah, Mr. Grant was tall and strict and look intimidating and all of me and a giant and it was a metabook a farm metabook student and all of me there, but Scholar. He was a scholar. Mm -hmm. He was a scholar. But I was a, I was a, I, I was a in terms of a school. I, I wouldn't call myself a full prankster, but I was a troublemaker. I had a challenge to teach them in a certain way. I remember in a, I think a first or a second farm. I don't know if you remember a froggy, a teacher named Miss Peart. Miss Peart. Miss Peart. Yeah, I remember her. She teach English. It's history. history. History she teach. She was very... She was very diminutive and yeah, man, yes, yeah, man. So she, so yes. she come, she come one day, you know. I <laughs> said so we must name some European country for her. I mean, I said, yeah, man, me and her, you know, me about smart and say, all right. 
ไม่เสียเช็คก็สบายเกียร์นวดฟุลเวลเซ่ดัตบาทสเปลมีคุณสเปลตายได้เนาะอาชิสตาร์ดีไรดีจ้าเซ่โนโนอาร์ทเมล
So we start to repeat it, and I'm going to smile, and I got my serati. Yeah. She was a she was a weather um she was a weather guru. Yes, she was yeah, she yeah. was a weather a weather physicist. Yeah, mm-hmm. but may I play up a word and I say I mean warm front and cold front because <laughs> Yeah yeah As a young yeah, boy yeah, you yeah, mind yeah, yeah. you mind straight and all of them, but she take it in a in a good stride and all fun and, and that was the, the magic in terms of old Meadowbrook and in terms of say the teacher them Another teacher remember and an incident remember good good you know and she had come up later on upon this memory thing yeah Meadowbrook memories you know a teacher named Miss Brown that before she got married named Mrs. Nelson she had to teach Spanish yeah. right yeah I remember, I remember her she yeah. had to teach Spanish and I don't know if I remember this you know I'm gonna tell the story I know at 12 years old you know your testosterone I get increased by you know and you can't carry you know them book there where you have to hide in a brown paper bag. Them youth are not going to understand what you're talking about. You can't carry them book to come to school, you know. Because yeah, you, yeah. Want see, you want to see naked female flesh. But you, if you can't come to school, you get kicked out of school. So me uh, find yeah, a yeah, pen. Yeah, you get a cane in. And plus a cane in on top of that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, print, you know, Mr. Prince, I'm going to give you another cane in. So it's like, I'm so well. No, no, my mother will beat me. My father probably will beat me. But an incident that now. I feel like I've been about it recently. I mean, say, Miss Brown, she didn't name at the time, you know. So I'm the pen in the classroom, Froggy. And it's one of the pen when you turn it upside down, the girl get you can't see the naked picture of the woman. So me, I've been spending a Spanish class, and do I have to know about Spanish? Spanish was a foreign language to me. It is a foreign language to me still, because I never learned nothing like that at Primacal Primary where I come from. And, um, she had to teach Spanish in the classroom. So me, I said, I need something that in myself. So I carry the pen come at school now, Froggy. And me, I turn the pen upside down and I look. And me, I share it with the man beside me. I share it with Seashaw's arm and I share it with. <laughs> so I come around and see me with the pen. <laughs> I should have taken the pen from me. And I said, ah, did I just say no? And me, I think, say, she could have one of three things, you know. She could have taken it and embarrassed me in front of the classroom, you know. I said, what a pervert. Look on him and look on this and him should I learn. She, uh, she could have carried me to Mr. Tab, or she could have called my parents. And she did none of that at all. She just confiscated the pen. And I never hear nothing more about the pen at all. Nothing at all. You talking about the pen? No, she's talking about the pen. <laughs> did, she, did she pay the pen home, or what would ever be paying about that pen? Well, I, I, I talked to her in a couple of weeks. I laughed to her. I don't know if she remember, but. <laughs> Yeah. Frank, you don't remember that pen there? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I remember it. I remember that, of course. You know, you do, you do kind of things every day at school. So, those are some of the little things. The other thing that I remember about you and Diego is with the um, transistor radio. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, remember about that, Froggy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fill us in there, Froggy. Uh, oh, with the transistor radio. When cricket, okay, you know, um, Diego and Lance, big cricketers, you know, them love it. Yes, so when yes. Whenever them have test cricket, yes. one of them would have, a, would, would have a, a transistor radio, right? And they would have it on them desk, and everybody would know that them have it. Well, every, all the guys, even some of the girls. But nobody would say anything because everybody wanted to know the score because you know, that's the only way we can keep abreast of what's going on. But that's what I remember. Um, one of the big things I remember about you and Diego, you know. 
Yeah, and, and for the people, them, them have to understand that transistor radio is like what cell phone is today. That was, that was what means to hear what well, go on. You know, your cell phone, you can click on the score right away instantaneously. But yeah, Frank, yeah, I remember that, man. I forget if transistor radio come at school, man. Because I can't listen either if a shell shield match I play or a test match I play. I fear the ball by ball commentary. So that was, I remember that. <laughs> and surprised that the teachers didn't didn't figure it out, you know, because you would you would transmit the score to say whoever was behind you, and it would just you know get round the class. Everybody mm -hmm. said, mm -hmm. yeah, it, "Those are the things that I remember." Yeah, man, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that, man. So, 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 Jelly, here's a question I have: What when when did it get to the point where Jago yourself and Duet? would somehow be able to say things to other classmates and they would be um, almost afraid to do certain things because I remember the word excitement and they used to call one of you excitement. I believe it was Robert. Mm -hmm. What was the, the connection between that and the mountain? Was that a defense mechanism? Was it because you guys couldn't fight or didn't want to fight? <laughs> what was all that mountain about that became motomatic excitement, whatever? How did that come together? It was like a teasing, you know? Tell us about that. I think you're right about that, you know. I think you're right about that, say. I know I couldn't fight at all. I know I could not fight for save my life. So I use words for you for, you, for phrases. I weaponize my words to defend myself. And I keep off everybody. And I think do if you know do size, do was not fighter either. And if you remember Jago, Jago not a fighter either. So I think it became in a sense, don't put it that way, I never think about it that way before. I'll try away. Or people didn't like fighting, but we are saying now when about the thing come intimidated. So would I use the words? For, <laughs> would I weaponize yes, the words I... in such a way that nobody would come near at all? Nobody would come yeah. near at all. And then in the classroom or outside and throughout the rest of the school, then they got bigger and bigger. It's like we don't know. We don't f <laughs> and then for me personally, you know, nickname was a thing when we learned from my father. You know, my father have a nickname for everybody. You know. So, right, right. So, so nickname. What me have my own nickname? So it's not like say I discriminate. Jago had a nickname. Jago do. Everybody have a nickname, you know. But we have find a nickname for everybody for the same them, you know. So anybody who thinks say them them smarter than we are, them better than we, we have to make sure we have a name for them. I want the name stick, man. You the same yeah. man disorient the person so much is like. <laughs> and you're right, the trail will have to come and the body and I'll come on. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that, you know, and but, it was like, but, hey, what's going on with these three musketeers? <laughs> you know? But you have to remember, you know, I think we were hard on ourselves first. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. I, I think I really the incident to frag you, you know, in terms of say, by that, I mean, you know, we had to take on ourselves before we even, and I didn't think we did it consciously, you know. But we were, it's all communicate to each other. I remember one day, you know, me and Dua take a bus. I think I've seen them ever watch a match, right? And me and Dua take a bus and my pass. Um, you know, Dove Cut did have an office on Constance Broom Road after 
after a while. Right, pan. You know, me at that. Don't forget, other officers in Constantine were doggy. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, East Kings out. The, yeah, right at the corner, right? Out, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Champion battery. Yeah, man, right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. me and do what take the bus go. I think we have a crossroad for go watch a money cup match or something like that. And then, I think the next day, you know, the argument come up. No, I say, yeah, Duff got the half a tree. <laughs> I would say, we forgot to say that. Do laugh at the sky and I go call Jeb and say, Jeb, look at Jeb, tell him to know where Duff got the enemy. No, I said, Duff got over Spanish town, you know. And I ask me, I tell him, man, no, no, Duff got to open half a tree. I think he just open the doggy. Yes, yes. And yes, the yes, man, yes. I do and Jeb and I'm out, me mercilessly, if you say, Jeb, you know where Duff got the enemy, even though Duff got the Spanish town for all long. But that's how we were to each other. That's how we were yeah. to each other, man. And we never. We never partial, man. We did not partial at all. Whether it was Hitchcock in the goal, a man a play a cricket match, or a man a run, it never mattered to him, man. We are going to find a way for disarm him and make ourselves feel good. So that was... <laughs> that yeah, was some come out. Yeah. That, that connection that come out. I think the trio didn't like fight. And the trio were hard on each other, just like, oh, we hard on everybody else. It's not like, say, we never hard on each other. I think it toughened me up in terms of, say, there's nothing nobody could have said it. I just walked off of your back because I did it to myself already. We're hard for myself from before, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Your class, that never happened in your class. It did. I mean, I had, um, I guess I was very sensitive to smells and they would end up calling me nose. And I'm like, I could never get that off of me. I remember, you remember Oswald Hilton? So Oswald Hilton came from, I think, St. Mary's High or... He, he came to Meadowbrook and he and I became quite close friends. Yeah, man, I remember and that, yeah. I got that name, Nose, and it was because I was so sensitive to smells in the classroom. And I guess I would say certain things about, you know, what aromas I smelled, what, whatever they were. <laughs> And they ended up calling me nose, and I just couldn't get it off. And in those days, if you if you react to the name that you are given, and it gets under your skin, and they see that you don't like it, it's gonna be rubbed in one hundred percent. So you almost have to learn to ignore it, or it's going to be a, a, a mantra that you're gonna be carrying all the time. And if you don't like it, or they see that it pushes your buttons, you're in trouble. Exactly. So you right. either smile with it or just ignore it and play the game. So right. I didn't really like the name knows for me, but it was true because it was something that you were always talking about. You smell this or you smell that. So it was it was an interesting thing that you get these little nicknames at school that stick with you. Which is a some people would say it's teasing. But it's just something about you that is unique to you. That because then remember they call Oswald Bros because yeah, one, because my bro was just guessing that you're right. The the, the 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 his both of his eyebrows met in the he, he had a single yeah a that single bushy yeah that bushy eyebrow yeah yeah yes 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 and so you know these things stuck. So I remember <laughs> that so. So what now? Tell us what happened on at Bottomfield one day. I remember you at bottom field and we were playing football and something embarrassing happened there at least i thought it was embarrassing <laughs> and that you may no longer attend meadowbrook but something <laughs> where someone pinched you on the ear i mean how, how did that go explain that to us yeah let me, 
that was an instinct in a doggy because an instinct and, and biology in a sense because for all my life you know, and even today still you know I can't hear that my left ear so good right okay and at back then now from the school and as usual I a PE I have to talk and I get trouble so Mr. Griffiths was a PE teacher besides uh, the tool disruptive right oh wow and the man yeah. come round behind me and hold up on me and ring it my left ear which was maybe the problem and it was an instinctive reaction and I said don't I mean I have a repeat from what he said so the longest that Jamaican bother don't know my famous for in a first farm I tell this man this white man Mr. Griffiths and the man became pink and red at the same time because probably I don't know if you never heard it before I remember I heard from a little boy like me before I said <laughs> I thought I thought, say, I never had nothing that happened to me in a doggy. I mean, in my mind, I say, listen, a man is supposed to just come touch me them with him. I don't care. He never had nothing to do with him, him color or not. It was a black man, a, a Jamaican teacher, and the same with me react. In my mind, no man is supposed to come touch me. Well, I, 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 can tell you, yeah, I can tell you, we were watching closely, and I said, oh my God, I've never heard the English language so colorful. <laughs> And now I think that he's not going to be at this PE <laughs> class anymore. So I won't have to worry about the footballing <laughs> skills because we in the in the C stream weren't really heavy duty ballers like you guys in the B stream. Mm -hmm. So I said to myself, it looks like he's going to have to find another school because <laughs> Mr. Griffith is turning into a lobster and he is whining in pain. And this doesn't look like a good situation to me. <laughs> wait, wait, Doug, it's not Lance was in pain. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, no, that makes sense now. So Mr. Griffiths get get shaky. Yes, because see what happened is is he did not know that Lance had this condition on the left ear that was a problem. And you know when you pinch the lower um, edge of the ear or anything, it can get very hot. And a pinch doggy, the man and a pinch. Say it right. The man I ring up me as well up and me as I ring it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his ear, jelly ear was getting hot and and hurting. And then Mr. Griffiths, because of how Jelly reacted, Mr. Griffiths started now getting um um flush in the face because he was embarrassed because he knew he should not have touched him like that. And I guess the reaction was so um volcanic that it was like, what the heck is gonna happen here now? And we were all puzzled by it. But we were happy because sometimes Mr. Griffiths would be like, Yeah, somebody needs to stand up to this man. You understand? <laughs> Wait, Lance, so after bring off ears, right? Yeah. And of course the the long bad one. Right. <laughs> a third red. What were you thinking at this time? Did you say boy you're done? Or no that what were you thinking? No, that never crossed my mind no, Froggy. Can you know why? Why? It never crossed my mind because even in a first farm and by that time, my mother father and was say more a bad one merchant, right? The last time we get a bus out from my father, and it's up before high school, was for cussing. So, right? So, people, I only know me, so I used to cuss a whole heap. I didn't know, I, I didn't think so, I never get expelled from school or none of that at all. I just said, it's a figure of speech that will start me attack. 
I mean, and the man piss me off. That's what I look at it and I say. The man shouldn't do all that for me, but I never think about it at all. I never ever think about it and I say. Because if I was thinking about it, I would probably never react in that way. And him probably never think, because he said something that in the dog was important, you know. And I just don't realize eh, why it never going to further, you know. Because I. Abuse. Yeah, yes, abuse. yes, yes. I would have had a legitimate claim for say, him really. And he would not know who my parents was. My mother and father didn't come over the school come and argue nobody. But he wouldn't have known Sarah did. Because what he did was cross the line. He crossed yes. the line a certain way, you know. And then me cross the line too. <laughs> like him as my left side. <laughs> really, if the coach defines the coach never come from abroad. Same was a Jamaican coach. You feel same with a feel the same way? That's a good question, you know, That's a really good question, you know. Me no know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe the Jamaican coach that tell me about some cloud and drape me up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You'd be like, what? Who are you talking about? Maybe. Maybe we But I don't know. But the fact say him come from abroad and the fact say him literally him physically hurt me in a way where probably never realized him hurt me that way there. You see me? I said to you. Coach was, it was a cricket coach. Like, say it was Becky. You could have talked to Becky them kind of way. No, I couldn't talk to Becky. But you see, Becky them and Becky, I'm not saying Mr. Beckford. Mr. Beckford and me never have them sort of relationship there. The point is, you know, it never, as Dougie say, you know, Mr. Griffith is a girl and it's like, I use physical punishment forget you for the things, you know. Mr. Beckford and Mr. Year, and we'll come to them, you know. Because Dougie have been questioning them. Never communicate to win them with them, man. They never have to. People have different, different, different. I don't want to control style of different leadership style. I'm not going to call it the right word. Right? Mr. Griffith's one was more of punishment and 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 and, and, and make you follow him no matter what. Mr. Beckford now. I'm going to Mr. Beckford. I will come to him. I'm going to incident with Mr. Beckford one evening. Right? We are come from. We leave school, leave training, and I go home, you know. And we are at Meribok Avenue. And as usual, me of course. Right, but I'm cussing bad on. So me not cuss loudly on the road in a uniform and thing. And Becky just shout one word to me as a prince. You can't really talk them way up on the road, you know, in a uniform and all them things. And that was it. Yes. He never come to me on you know. It's not going, sorry. They knew how to So so what happened is is that we had a lot of expatriate teachers when I when we were going to Meadowbrook. Remember Mr. Anna, he taught geography. Um, we had uh, Mr. I can't remember if his name was here. We and Mr. Strudwick. We had a Mr. Strudwick teaching. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So we had about six or seven of them at Meadowbrook. We had Miss Parry. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I remember. And that, so what, that... what I thought about them was that they were sometimes a little condescending. We didn't understand those concepts at the time, but they were very i found some of them to be very stern and i guess because of the cultural backgrounds we didn't understand their way of communicating and they certainly sometimes didn't understand our way of communicating and our culture and therefore it created a little bit of a disconnect between well, it's more than a disconnect it was attention yeah. you know? it was more than a disconnect you, know? you have brought up something important you know the Jamaican yeah. teachers, them and are somebody who had a longer, no matter time complexion. And I think because Mr. Year was here longer, it would have, it would have more acclimatized to the culture more than some of the teachers, them. 
But I think about it, you know. In the 1970s, you know. In the era of Michael Manley, you know. Jamaicans begin to flex their muscle, you know. And whether we believe it, yes or no, we as youngsters, you know. It's not like you consciously are doing it, you know. It's like you, you start, stand up for yourself and you feel proud and I say, you know, unless, unless somebody attack you a certain way. I mean, I talk about for me. Nobody is supposed to just, no, care where I come from or authority, man. Respect of our both ways. You follow me, I said to you, so Becky, could I get me for doing anything? I'm saying, you could I get me for doing anything, you know. Them know my course and them know me indecent and all them things with my language and all them things there. But them could I get me for doing anything because them talk to me a particular way. With respect. You follow me, I said to you, so it was... I, but I think they can talk between the lines to you too because when you were walking down the road, because I do remember you had a little bit of a mouth on you at Meadowbrook <laughs> that needed some stuff. And <laughs> and when when you were now walking and talking like that, and Mr. Beckford, who was a respected teacher, chemistry teacher, when he just all he has to do is say to you, Mr. Prince, and you immediately translate that into your mind to say what you're doing is wrong if you are conscious That's and then he doesn't have to say anymore it's a look it's just the simple word of calling your name yeah. now the, the expatriate teacher may now take it to another state and gone into something and now it turns into a big fiasco a confrontation a, yeah yeah, a big, yeah. Yes. so but it's a cultural thing where becky could have just said to you Prince. That's all he said. But Doug, you're right. That's all he said. That's Good all man. he said. Yeah, go ahead, Craggy. Sorry. Could it have been that you just had a little bit more, you had more respect for Becky than you did for um, Griffiths? Griffiths, because what did Mr. Griffiths, I mean, why would you respect other than him being an elder and a teacher? But I, I'm, I'm thinking that with Becky, because when Becky had us at court, I think. Was it at the Colts cricket time? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becky had Colts. Yeah. Colts. It was you gained respect for Becky for, for some reason. He was he, he seemed to be a fear young guy, and he knew how to um, to talk to us. It no man. Def no. Hold well, on. Yeah, leap on something definitely. I'm going to transition into that. You know, because I'm cricket. You know, which I'm in love for Meadowbrook more than anything else. And we identify Meadowbrook before Becky. You know, before Becky start coaching Colts team. You know. Me never, Dougie, I made a cold steam. Dougie, I'm cracking. I made a cold steam because Dougie was way, way above we in terms of ability with cricket and all them things there. Right? Herbie, a captain, the Herbie McDonald, a captain, the cold team when me in the first farm. Raymond was up on the team. And, um, but there was no, in my mind, unless you're really good like Dougie or cracking, you're not getting a game on the cold team. I will know. I know disrespect to the one. There was not a process in there. We don't know if we was that good, but no, I tell you, early. but you never have any team unless you're really good, doggy. Because there was no process at all. Me, never have no imagination. So when Becky, when Becky come on, I'm in a third farm, you know. And Becky go on and pick the team. And I'm not gonna forget this in a win. Fraggy, you bring up a good thing, you know. Because Becky come and Becky I pick a team based on merit. I'm never I, what I saying, it, it that's how me feel. I'm gonna tell you how me feel that I remember that, you know. The first match me play now. I mean, after when Becky talk and get thrown, Becky say him go on and just look on the classroom them and look on man play and that's why I pick him team. Me never know that you know, but me just feel say me I get a chance to play. I'm gonna tell you I know me get a chance to play. The first match me I play now, first cold match me I play, competitive cold match me I play for Meadowbrook now, 1977, the year ago. Cold fine, right? 
We play George's down at Woodford Park, right side of Sabina Park, eh? right? And me I open the batting, cause me was a open batsman, and Jay got a miglar the batsman. You're upon the team to Froggy and Doug you're upon the team. And me I open the bats and the, the brand name Carter. Me can't forget something. You know, stuff forgetting. The Carter ball me two ball outside the half stump and it swing and leave, right? <laughs> the next ball now Carter ball to me now. And pitch the same place. I mean, I said, I just leave alone again. And the ball swing, come back in. And look how I go some strokeless ducks. I mean, I said, right, this is it. I never ever seen a more ball or ball from Meadowbrook again. I'm right. Be- I'm never bring up that at all. It never come up at all. And I kept playing and playing. And I was a part, integral part of that team. Because I said, Becky, I pick him team for merit. And uh, the merit selection there, I respect that so much because all that meaning is that me I get an opportunity for play and try to make the team. The man uh, discarded after one try and I said, So I had a big respect for that man. Me had a, me a, in my mind, Mr. Beckford, in my mind, had the most impactful thing for my life. Even never teach me, because I couldn't do chemistry. But just only select him cricket team and, and then the year after me, the captain of the team, the Colts team. Because in their coach and make me captain of the team. But just oh it, and the respect for me a film, Froggy. You can see it. All left said to me from Melbourne Avenue, Prince. And me know so for shut up. He never have to come bring me ears. <laughs> All you had to say. Because the respect was dear. Because me know say this man I treat me fairly. And that's the key now. You know say this man I treat you. And then I say me alone I treat fairly. Everybody around him I treat fairly. You follow me, I said to you, and that made a big impact on me in terms of that, because that's all me want. All me want, me don't want a special treatment. We just want to forget a fear shake. And that never changed on me, man. Me never forget that, man. And me, I every time you get the opportunity for big up Becky, Mr. Beckford, so I never Beckford, I make sure I call him name properly. Me have to big him up, man, because yeah, that, that transition when me play Colts cricket, because I'm the talent, I never talented. I tell them that all the while. I never make the sunlight team until we me I repeat fifth farm and all them things there. But I kept playing. And I kept playing because Becky and by extension Mr. Year come on now. In the, at the same policy. They had the same respect again. It they not them never matter to them if I'm me across bad word. If it not if it not them never <laughs> them never cause. Well I mean come, stick up in. Yeah. Mr. Here, come from where? So you come from England, man. So here is an Englishman, or Wales. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. Griffith come from England, also. Was it the US? England, England, England. No, I think I think Mr. Griffiths came from Wales, and Mr. Here came from you. I mean, um, England. You know, so they're all from that. You know, those countries, UK. But 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 coming back to Mr. Beckford. I am going to second what you said there. He was a. I, I respected Mr. Beckford and I really liked him. He helped to shape how I think about things. He came to teach chemistry. Remember him with those green glasses. And I remember he was a heavy smoker. And I would remember his fingers so yellow with the nicotine. And I'm like, wow. But he was a great chemistry teacher. And I remember how he selected me to field in the slips. Let me tell you what he did. He walked up to a number of players on the field during a practice and he just threw the ball at you from about three or four feet away. 
if you caught that ball, I remember him saying, you're going to feel in slips. And I said to myself, what is Mr. Becky doing? That's how he selected the slips players because you had to have lightning fast reflexes to feel in slips. Mm. And I remember him doing that to me and saying, you going into slips. Because remember, I couldn't really feel well, but I had good reactions to stuff like that. So he was a well-respected teacher, chemistry. And he, because when you can marry schoolwork with sports, the greatest thing is sports because it teaches you teamwork and how to get on with people and how to get them to see things your way. So Mr. Beckford started that off with his teaching, with his guidance on the cricket, and then that, that matured even more now when you book up a guy like the Dread who comes into Meadowbrook now and Mr. Beckford is there and the Dread. That's a winning combination right there. You agree with that? Yeah, man, def definitely. Yep. Yeah, go ahead, Froggy. And that cricket team, you know, Becky had um, students from first farm, second farm, and third farm, you know. And a large portion of the team, well, not a large, a good portion of the team were second farmers. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. Well, just to what you say that um, merit was what was rewarded um, to make the team, you know. So, you know, that goes to say, I, I think that goes to say the reason why, one of the reasons why you have so much respect for him, you know, because him, him live it and him teach it. Him don't just stalk it. Yeah, man. When I, when, when I send me the book, Diana Froggy, I'm look on the picture, you know, and I said, I did. There was no fourth farmer on that team, in a doggy. And I said, fourth farmers couldn't play a cold, you know. I mean, taking some Becky and I asked him, and I said, Becky, how come I don't send a fourth farmer on that team? Yeah? They never good enough for our. And I said, no. You might look to the future and you might look for people who have the passion of our play. And you think about it, you know, that cold team, you know, is the foundation of the team we make take Meadowbrook to broke in the glass seal in 1982. You see me, I said to you, because it involved me, Diego, Beanie, cracking. You, Dougie, all I know, contribute for building Meadowbrook to a cricket force where it was in the 1980s from that cold steam, based on the fact that Mr. Beckford, the Chong brother, them, Richard and Ian Chong. You follow me, I said to you, I can't remember everybody's name, but the foundation it's set and lay because of Becky, or Becky mindset and the respect of me for the man, man. I tell him, man. When we learn from him, I tell him, man. He, as a teacher, I think he, I, I don't respect Mr. Ayer, but as a, as Miss Ayer, just behind Mr. Beckford would be Mr. Ayer. It's almost like one and two in terms of the impact with the man they have on my life. But Becky, because of that, just just to make sure, not even make sure, because as I said, I don't know if I do it consciously, but I know, say, once him the boat and start with the team. Just like I said, look when pick the calls, the sip player them. Yes, I, yes. I would not have gotten a game if it wasn't him I pick the team and all them get it. That's how I see it. I don't know how to see it, but that's how I see it. As a special person because you know, you could spot things because I'll tell you one little thing about him that I remember and he's so right. I remember when I was in third form, I was really focusing on my school by the time i got up in the 3c and mr beckford said something to my dad because I remember sometimes we have the parent teachers meeting and they come in and i was getting almost the same grades in almost all of the subjects 
And Mr. Beckford told my dad that the problem is for Doug is not what he wants to do, is that he has such decent grades in so many different subjects that he's going to have a hard time picking the area that he really wants to go in because he's almost equally good in all of the subjects. And he says the goal is going to be for him to determine which area or streaming he wants to go in. And to this day, I remember that. And I said to myself, I think I went into the sciences. Don't know if I did that great, but I did okay. And I said to myself, what if I'd gone over into the arts? And Mr. Beckford told my dad, I remember that day so well because we were now picking the subjects in for the fourth form or whatever. So Mr. Beckford understood the, 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 the line, the trajectory that he saw you on. And he was a very um, in-tune person with the students because maybe he came from uwi he's jamaican he understands us he was an intellectual but he was a very down-to-earth guy remember how he used to laugh he would he would have this laugh and you would just look on it and he 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 just had a great sense of humor also i remember mr beckford one of the better teachers at meadowbrook mm -hmm. also you know how old was mr beckford true he was younger to us. I don't know if he was younger. How, 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 he was probably in his twenties. He was like a bigger brother than you know, Wayne. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was that old, you know, like most, a Mr. Griffiths. Most of the teachers them, they they the Jamaican teachers at the time were like bigger brothers or sisters to us. And that is it make a big difference. Mr. Bigfoot is like a bigger brother to you. You're right. Can probably just leave you away you know, at the same, same time. Yeah. There was a heavy-handed teacher. No, 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 no. No, Lance, quick question. You know what? Before I forget to ask, which was your favorite sport coming into Meadowbrook? Was it cricket or uh, football? Ah, good question, Froggy. Good, good question, Tarated. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was no good question. Cause it was hard for choose. It's hard for choose. You know, coming home, we could have played football. Good, you know, skillful with the ball. Me follow World Cup football. Now for a football, because I grew up in a Primacal, and Primacal was a football community. Primacal win minor league in the 1960s. I think the first minor league ever player, a Primacal win it. Primacal had the strongest minor um, corner league competition in a Jamaica in the 19s, early 1970s. When you watch corner league at Primacal, like a major league match, you watch, or even a national league match with the crowd around at the bus stop of Primacal. So I watch football, and I love football. But I play more football than cricket in a way. Love because that's how the game was. Football easier for play. You have to have more you have to have bottom ball with cricket, or you have broke window with cricket and all them way there. Right? Yeah. So I come to Meadowbrook now, but I think what turned for me, you know, what changed for me in terms of with cricket and my love for cricket, you know. And you say it earlier, you know, was listening to the ball by ball commentary. <laughs> I'm falling in love with cricket in such a way. I listen to cricket from so down it, from down under. It uh, changed got to matter. Yeah, man, I changed it got to matter, man, because I'm going to tell you what changed me in terms of how I look on cricket compared to football. I'm beginning to love cricket more than football. Apart from the fact, say, two things. <clears throat> Physical ability. I know, say, I couldn't run. <laughs> <laughs> right, that wasn't... I, I, I wasn't never wearing it fit. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. But, but back in those days, it wasn't a lot of running. In, with, with the, um, it wasn't a lot of running. It is later on in life when football had a ton load of running. No, no. Not for you, for you, Frankie, but not for me. Running to me, meaning it's like, <clears throat> like a bus. You know, I run, I have a outer breath. So yeah. not just run alone, you know. I run out of breath, I play the football. You know. I want to run the football pitch one time, you know. You can't, don't want to ask me for run back, you know. So I never get fit, you know. I couldn't, it's not only speed alone, win. I never have stamina. <clears throat> I'm, I'm realizing you know, when you play cricket, you don't have to have no stamina. Hey, Jelly, make a dog start running down to play rough and That's a different thing, doggy. We get bite by a dog. A boy is good. You run for your life. No, I'm never smart enough to run. My friend run left me. I'm never smart enough to run. So, the running thing I mean, you know, but I'm only skillful enough to play. I think if, think if I have a scrimmage competition, I have a them competition. Not even then. Because you have to play. So, you have to have non-stop running and win. Non-stop. Yeah. We have cricket now. You get a chance to rest and... But may I tell you, I read a book, you know, right? I read and change your life and your imagination, you know. One man has always had a whole book round, round me a permit card, you know, right? And I don't like to say myself for reading, but book wrongly. I read a book, them called Cricket's Brightest Summer by a man named Trevor Roberts. And it was about West Indies cricket team a tour Australia in 1961. First time... I think a black man a captain West Indies team, Sir Frank Warrell. And West Indies team got on Australia. And the first time a tightest man. Oh, that's me I read out of the book, you know. Remember, like I used to read the book, you know. The first time a tightest match play in a, in a test cricket. And most importantly, even though West Indies lost the series 2-1, <clears throat> that team led by a black man, Sir Frank Warrell, Right? When I leave Australia at the time, 200,000 people turn out to bid that team the farewell. And I can imagine myself, you know, me, me visualize myself I play test cricket in Australia because I may say, if cricket can't do that for a man, you see me, I say, so I book the turn around and I say, just a vision, and then now, so I start following the cricket. I start following the cricket. But that book turn, I'm listening to cricket, I watch every cricket. Then I cricket now up on TV, win. But me, me, me love for football never going you know. on. But me I say, skill-wise, me could have play. So right? do you play cricket and farm cricket? I mean, football, I should say. Yeah, man, I play football cricket. For, I say, we play farm cricket. When we play the first farm, now we're the number 14 because me was the idol of Johan Cruyff. Because Cruyff, German will beat um, Alan in the 1974 World Cup final. The first time he has the World Cup on TV in Jamaica in a black and white. Even if I repeat, I went name there. And Germany beat. But Johan Cruyff was the big ball at the time. The best footballer in the world. The best, yeah. One of the best teams that never win a World Cup was the Ireland team there. 1974. So if you remember me win, when I wear my blue farm jersey, number 14 me have, and that was Johan Cruyff's number. So wait, wait. So that was the first farm? Yeah, yeah. So who won the tra- the competition for first farm? Was it was it was it doggy doggy one C R B in one A? I think a doggy beat you know. I don't know if but I'm gonna tell you all that the government if you remember that <laughs> I think a doggy one C beat you and I went tell you but I tell you incidentally. And this and this this is a highlight or oh, oh slow me is as a footballer, you know. I'm gonna tell you this now. 
And Dougie might remember this. I think a Dougie did score too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, remember yeah. Richard, you remember Richard Smith? Absolutely. He was the right winger. I'm right? a left back Froggy, right? I somewhere up on the side up on the field, right? I mean, no, sir. Me, me got it turned up in front of Richard now. Smith, I mean, what my foot become, I say, I'm never going to push it through my salad. And it's in a slow motion. I'm <laughs> <laughs> bust my salad, you know. But guess what now? You turn slow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, say, Richard was the big time sprinter, you know. Now, just to show you the pace of me, Richard run around me. I'm coming to the ball. I'm going to the man go through the ball. I'm going to read the play, you know. But me never fast enough to recover win. If I'm going to make the tackle and take out the ball, and Richard square the ball, and I think Dougie score. So, that answered the question. I don't know why I'm going to say that, but this football thing, I mean, I don't have the pace for football win. If I can't say that, apart from the stamina, if the man can run around me enough, because I can read the game, you know. Yeah. And, and that's another thing why I love cricket, you know. You can read. Me can read. Me can read the football at the cricket game. Me can watch a football game and me can know where the ball are going. Me can anticipate where the ball are going. Same thing with cricket. Me can look and know and read a batsman. But reading it is one thing in a football and getting there is a part of a condo. We have cricket now. <laughs> you know, so you have to get there right away. You can steal a single because you can outsmart a man and all them things. So that's a good question you ask me. We love both sports still. I love both sports, as you know, but I know say, cricket was the one where I know say, physically. You had the biggest chance of making it. Yeah, man, I have a heads up with that because it's, 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 cricket allow you, you know, for fast, you have to think more than, oh, you have to think, man. You don't have to fast, whether you have bat, you don't have to think no way before, you can't stay there. Cricket is a mind game more than anything else, man, and that me love. If I'm it's here. a more of a positional game. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can sit down and position yourself because <clears> do you remember when we used to play, talking about the football, do you remember when we used to play at the field by Mr. Thorpe's home, that top field there? I remember Clarence, Ta Clarence Wallace. Yeah, Clarence Wallace, Victor, yeah. All of us playing at that top field. And Mr. Griffiths was the coach. And he would say, do you guys understand that you're all chasing the ball? All 22 of you um, hammerheads are chasing <laughs> the ball all at once. And he says, what you need to learn, and I remember this so well. He says, what you need to learn is let the football work for you, i.e., one person stay at one point, kick it to the other, and let the football do the work. So you see, Jelly, that's why when you were playing football, you were very good at it because you could kick the ball. Another guy who could kick the ball very well was Bunny. Remember what Bunny's last name is, but when he kicked that ball, he could sky the ball so high and so far, the ball did the work. Mm -hmm. And that's where you guys became better at it because you were better kickers of the ball. But we, at some point, you know, running down the ball is not the way to go. It's it's let the ball do the work. And then I guess the cricket for you now was you can pace yourself with the running so that you might not be the fastest runner, but you can pace yourself to say, no, this is not a sprint. This is longevity of 
I wait until I am ready to do it. That's why the cricket for you, I think, was more a strategic and a and a, 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 a better game for you. I remember you as a very deceptive bowler because your fingers are very tall. And when I try to play your ball because of how you approach your bowling, um, the ball would swing a lot. I don't know if it was your fingers that did that to the ball, but I just remember you as a very deceptive bowler with how the ball would swing through the air. <laughs> And I attributed it to your fingers because they're tall and slim. Yeah, Kevin. Are they, still, are they still tall and slim, or you know, have fat fingers? What the capitals in the side, Kevin? Kevin Reese, are the same thing. You must say, "Him no know how music get wicked now because my bowling looks so slow." But are you right? It was a deceptive thing, doggy, because very slow and deceptive. <laughs> yeah, I'm my... telling you, very annoying actually to me. <laughs> I maybe I feel way too long for the ball come, but yeah. But when it comes to cricket, man, we could have compete, man. And that's that's all me want, you know. Because cricket epitomizes life for me, you know. That's maybe that's why I love it so much, you know. It's like we just want to compete. Cause me know I say me compete enough. I'm in there. Cause life is about that, you know. Life is like a percentage game. If man understand that, you know, him now go afraid for take chances and all them way there, you know. You just keep getting better and better and a little bit better. And then sooner or later you realize that you achieve a certain thing. Because even look on this over there now. This is a number 15 podcast so we start from January. Maybe I think I'm going to reach 15. But to reach. Because it's one, one little podcast every week. It's what I said to you. So cricket is like that, man. Cricket is like that. Cricket teach me so, that. So Lance, yeah. when you... When you make the um, cold first of all, you make the Colts team in third form. That's a, that's the a first team that you made representing Meadowbrook. Yeah, right? man. Yeah, yeah. And you earlier said that that was one of your dreams coming to Meadowbrook. Yeah, man. Yeah, we play for Meadowbrook. I represent the school. Yeah. When you make the Colts team for one, that was a great achievement. Yeah, man. Right? Definitely, definitely. And not that it, you made a team, but you're opening bats. Yeah. In just position, right? Mm-hmm. And not only that, you made Colts final. Yeah, yeah. Was that the first team to make a, a final in a major competition for yeah. Meadowbrook? Yeah, man, as far as me know, yes. As far as I know, we're in yes. The 1977 Colts team there, and you did up on a team there. Doug did up on a team there. The picture, my post. But you're right, that was the first time Meadowbrook ever reached a big-time schoolboy finals, even though it was a, a Colts team. Yes, and I felt good about that. I never forget that, man. I never okay. forget. I never so, forget. Yeah, go so ahead. Colts finish, Colts finish what time of the year? Colts finish in the summer. Like, about, about no. I mean, yeah. April, May, June. April or May. Before exam would have come. Or end of uh, year exam. Yeah. That was, that was end of third form. Yeah, yeah. Did that have a positive impact on you? Not just sports-wise, but academically. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely, you know, sports, sports wise. But go ahead, finish your question, guys. Don't like it have something else. And also socially, because I remember now it's it's sports, academics, social. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Did it have did it have that effect on you? What effect did it have on all? You know, I know sports wise, you felt good, but academically and socially. No, definitely. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask a good question. This again, Wayne. Good question. Sports wise. It made me feel like, and I said, but if we can reach the finals as a school, 
I don't see why we can't do it again. And I don't matter what I don't see why we can't even go on and win. Because I say, no, I just, re- you, you just want to at the game, you know. Right? So we start at the game, love it more, and start to get more serious, you know. And then, as you talk about social skill, cricket yeah. cricket introduced me to Jamaica in a way. It's like, come in if I know what's the park then, before the quarter finals there. I think maybe they pass it. Me never, me never go to Sabina Park or watch a test match yet. Right? So the year now, I don't know if it's before the quarter finals or after. Um, Pakistan came. 1977 Pakistan team. Me never forget that, man. Yeah, it was. I think it was 77. Yeah, man. Was right. it was it Pakistan or was it India? Pakistan, man. But Pakistan, oh. remember it? Good, good. Okay. Because... I never know buying a day for reach a buying by myself. I may ask Becky, I may ask Pegged. Right, I mean, you, you don't probably remember. So maybe it, it was. No, I mean, if it was 77, it had to be India. No, man, it was 76. But maybe maybe a year after win. A 77 Pakistan came. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe a year. But remember the match specifically because I'm going down as a buying a part of the day. I mean, Becky tell me to take the bus to go down there. Take a bus, go down. A crossroad and just walk around South Camp Road to listen to the big white wall. That was the instructions. And if you get in a binder now, the old man I work at JBC at the time, as Dougie said, I work at JBC from then. And in the know some of the man, the JBC are the camera crew. So when I, mean, I sent me to a man and the man let me in, so I stand up beside the camera crew all day. And um, Pakistan bought for us, I think. No, Western is bought for us. And Garden Greenwich make a I even hundred the day with some square cut and um Pakistan but think them the ball out and forget how the match I think West Indies win that match eventually. But when you look on it was two comp two two of the best team in the world at the time. Pakistan and West Indies. I think I don't think would I be West Indies at the time. And West Indies is just a coming to them own. It was after the the trashing we get in a seventy five, seventy six against Australia and um it's a little before Kerry Parker come out, seventy eight. And it was West Indies team now that Clive like they just have become the great team that they became for the next fifteen, twenty years. The most dominant sports team as me say. And it was Mr. Me never missed a test match after that win. So me I know me go have a test match, me know cricket, me know man where I play cricket. You see me I said to you and you get you get you get for no more people as you talk about social skill. You get for no more people because yeah cricket Expose it to a whole heap of thing. And it's a long farm game. So they sit on the match and they talk to man or a woman sometimes. Because a woman follow cricket a whole heap in Jamaica at the time. I don't know what it is like now. That's a funny thing about cricket. Whereas a, a woman know them cricket too. If follow me, I oh, said yeah. Oh, yeah. You have avid women who love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, man. Cook food and they are sabina with food and Yeah, man. You know, exactly. My auntie, auntie, auntie used to come and test match with Exactly. Richard Madam, yeah, man. used to come out remember, once we introduced him to cricket, man, because me was the man where I say, yeah, we have a test match. You cook your rice and peas and your food and you go on a test match. Mm-hmm. Because for the yeah, Saturday man. and the Sunday. For years, me never missed a test match, man. And this is before the George Ellison bill and after the George Ellison bill. Me never miss a test match, Raggy. So if you answer your question, yeah, man, it, 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 it did enhance my mindset and I say, yeah, we can't do better at the sports, yeah. Academically, and then, me never, that's a funny thing. Last year, I asked you about that, and I said, Oh, the hell, we'll find time to do schoolwork. I mean, I think about schoolwork for telling the truth, to be honest with you. But as I go to school, 
And yeah, if you have to take an exam, you take an exam. But I take GC at two, I pass the first time. Because I don't take it serious. I just want to play some cricket at the time. I <laughs> get good at it. I just want to bat or bowl some ball. You enjoy the classroom and nah, so I disregard that, you know. But you nah, take it to the serious level where I had to take it afterwards because we just never take it seriously. Even though I should have because and it, 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 it exposed me the cricket made me feel better about myself, man. And if I didn't take the, the sport, the academic serious, I'd have probably do better quicker in a life in terms of academically. But that never important to me, if you tell the truth. All me want to play was just some play some cricket. That's all I'm interested in a win. And I meet well, people. That one more question, Doug, before me. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 go ahead, man. I'm good. I'm um, good. Um, I left Jamaica in 77 after third farm. Um, I got, you know, I, w- I was, I would um, make it to the fourth farm, but left. How did school change for both of you from third to fourth farm? Because they say first to third farm was lower school, fourth to upper six, upper school. What was the difference? Was it, I mean, because did the academics get harder? Did you get more focused? Did you become more disciplined, more mature? What was how was the difference? Um, was that the growth spur time? Or was that different for both of you? Well, well, for me, Doug, let me answer that first. I need to answer it. For me, it never changed for me at all. Really, because me are the same subject them. That's how I feel. I never feel the subject I don't like. Because I, I read the history, geography, commerce, English, literature, language literature, I mean, I don't know physics and chemistry and, and them things. And of course, you have to do math as a, as a weight name there. So it never feel like a change to me, when I may play sports here. I may play cricket here. That's... <laughs> if I may answer to you. So even yeah, though... Yeah. Because, you know, me did just about enough. Me never have to study hard for pass a schoolwork or nothing like that at all. Me just, if I may answer to you, never have to... If me, me was not a book beater. To say I have to study for do this, I have to do that. Right, we just know enough. I not have to study for passing the exam. Afterwards, me learn say if you want to do a certain thing, you have to do, you have to practice a certain way when it comes to schoolwork. We learn that in our sports earlier, but we never learn that academically. When when did that hit you? Oh, what about the study? It's after my yeah. pass. No, after my take two, after my fifth farm now. I know the two subjects my pass. I'm say other man pass, what he pass subject. I mean, I said then when me had a different. I mean, I realize how to pass and go on. I can't go six farm or I can't go UA or CAS. And at the time, at, at Jamaica, it's like coming to think of it, you know. If you now go UA or CAS, I work, you have to go work, you know. And it's like, it come back to that dreaded common entrance, you know. You want to go UA or CAS if you're in high school and all them way there, you know. But I'm not going to UA or CAS, it's like not passing the common entrance. And that stigma they have in your mind, you know, for some people, you know. And for me, that was like, I said, I did. But I get in Because all of the people, your friend, when you know I go, you are them I go, yes. Right? So after me, feel the first time win. I take um, GC the first time, I'm a feel. Afterwards, I realize it is a trick for passing exam. You go get the pass paper, them. There's a science everything, win. You go study. I'm a pass enough for go six farm. And then. So, yeah, so after after me learn a lesson there, so I need for you study a particular way. It's not even about knowing more in a way. 
is that for everything we have in our life, there's a strategy for it, you know. There is a different strategy for different things, you know. And passing exam is a particular strategy. If all I may say to you, and, and I learned that in a sense, eh, even now I look on things and I say, if you want to something, you know, it's not both for study, you know, it's no look on what other people have done before and say, okay, remember so I'm do, learn it, do as good as him, and then tweak it to your own thing and do better than him. So that, 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 that's how I look on that. So I learned that after fifth, after I take GC the first time in a fifth farm, I only get two subjects. So how you feel when you have to repeat? Because this is the first time you um you have tried something and didn't accomplish what you tried to do. Cause you you wanted to pass enough subjects to get the sixth form, correct? No, yes and no. Because the point is me never have not this is all all tight most weird. Me never have not think say need to pass up for sixth form. And the last thing that me not think about it at all. Because that's I mean I blame appearance this season because my parents allowed me the latitude and the fruit. Them not pressure me. To say me have to do this and do that. Is that is when you when you feel when you feel like I repeat for family like I said You kinda of feel like I feel like you know, without a doubt, you know. Can I repeat for farm now with younger man than you? And you serrated. You do feel like and you kinda of shape up yourself and say you have to go you have to go step up you know because they're you have to do certain things because a society measure you don't have the measuring stick and passing exam are one of the measuring stick. Whether we like it yes or no. And anyway, going to life, there is a you have to have a measuring stick for the five people because it's only a limited amount of resources we have for a certain place for do anything. There's no unlimited resources, so for resources allocated a certain way, people have tests and you have this and that, and some way I gonna make it and some now gonna make it. I mean, I say no, me think me good enough to make it to another level, but some have to change the strategy. So me did learn my lesson, me did learn my lesson win, and but then. That that failure matured you a, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, man, yeah, man. That failure, I think that's when me get me wake up call, where some people dog me. I've gotten film wake up call from third to fourth farm. I didn't get mine until me repeat fifth farm. The answer I question correctly. I did not get that until I repeated fifth farm. Come here, say if me not repeat, if me if me not pass a subject, I work me for work, and that come like I feel me feel come an entrance. Come here, say we have a work, and we have a kind of job you all get time now. Because the time you want to say. And right so at the time, I think things change, you know. If you have a degree, you can't earn a certain amount of money. You can't, can't do this and can't do that. And that depends on enough people's mind. So, yeah. Yeah, see, I, I think that we were tunnel-visioned when we were growing up. No fault of our own or our parents. Because, so, when I look at my life at Meadowbrook, as I told you, one, two, th- up to third form, going to church, studying the Bible a lot. I remember Angela Wilson. I remember her so well. She said, Doug, any day you beat me and come first in the form, I leave Meadowbrook. Well, let me tell you something. When I get my report from Tracy that summer and I say I come first, I say, I wonder if I tie with her because yeah. now I'm first. <laughs> I never saw her again. She did not come back to that school. So in Fort Farm, she wasn't there. So when I go into Fort Farm, I'm not happy that I beat her. I just said to myself, she challenged me to it. And I said, hey, I stepped to this challenge. So when I went into Fort Farm, I felt like I had arrived at accomplishing that goal to beat her. 
And she was a very bright girl because, you know, women are smarter than men. And so I felt very good. And my whole mindset was now opened up in fourth form to please the teachers mm. and my parents. I wasn't pleasing myself. That's why I never really cared too much about cricket. I would play it because it would round me out. But the thing is, is I was always in love with certain teachers and and in love with my father so that I would try to please him with my schoolwork. And I, I can tell you, it was just like, and, and then I was a late bloomer for paying attention to the girls. But <laughs> I think that's a good thing because they can knock you off the mark where, yeah, because man. they're more mature than you, yeah, you start you to focus on things that, and then it pull away. But but I think we were we were brainwashed to believe that the, the degree was a passport to a high-paying job, and if you didn't make it with a degree or go to UWR and CAS, you were a failure. Because I remember people at Meadowbrook doing home economics, and even my own dad used to say, oh, no, that's cooking. You cannot do that. But guess what? The way to a man's heart is through his mouth. And cooking and having a good meal, you cannot beat that. What, and so it was... Thing for me at school with like that. Mm. Yes, probably got you. For seriousness, though, you took cooking because majority of the cook, uh, people in the cooking were women. <laughs> so that that's a part of it too. But here's why I, my dad sent me to a cooking school passing on Mullines Road and Walton Park Road. There was this uh, Chinese um, restaurant, and he had a school, and it was because my mom was not such a great cook. And I used to see and hear certain things at home. And I then volunteered to say, hey, there's this Chinese cook a school and I could go there and learn to cook because I love my mom. And I wanted to make sure that I could help her to make my dad a nice meal. And it also was good for me because then I could borrow his car to go out at night. <laughs> so I went to this Chinese cooking school for four weeks to learn how to cook Chinese food. And I started learning some Chinese word, bolo guy, pineapple chicken. We go down and buy the walk downtown. And the first time I tried the, the, the fried rice at home, I wanted to go out that night with a car. And sometimes I'd have to fight with my dad to get his car, you know, the one car, him have the Toyota Corona. And after I cooked that fry rice in a bread jeans, me said, man, say, yes, dog, you may have the car tonight. I said, Bolo guy, me and Bolo guy. And I, and, and I was happy to have learned that skill because if you're going to criticize cooking or, you know, anything like that, I'm not a big chef, but I could help myself going and this i did this in fourth form when i went to the school guys it was mostly ladies there and they asked me what's wrong with me why i'm here i said what do you mean what's wrong with me i said i'm here because my dad wants me to be here there's nothing wrong with me so we used to stigmatize them think that when you see a man at the cooking and in a day it is like something wrong with him same thing at meadowbrook if if certain teachers heard you were going to do home economics or this some of the biggest, richest people are the chefs in this world. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we were pitching all into believing that you have to go here, you have to go there, you have to go UWI. We get brainwashed into that. 
And what? so for me, it was an eye-opener. So Lance, yeah, the what you say I um him challenge the top the top person I am from to get turn number one. Anybody ever yeah. challenge Scotty? You know, can't challenge her. <laughs> we can't challenge her. No, yeah. well, no, 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 because, <laughs> but yes, I know, no. And don't you bring up something important, you know, because that's not a challenge that um, motivate me, you know. Because I never necessarily want to be. I was more interested, let me put it that way, I'm going to put it in a positive way. I was more interested in just having fun and having conversation more than say, me beat anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's you what my motivation. That's why I love sports, you know, and cricket, you know. It's like and team sport, you know. So, right. me, so the, the, just even even the conversation where have you know, you know, me enjoy this, you know, where have you right now. Cause that's what I'm interested in, is how to make me feel, you know. Making me beat you when our fr- our, our doggy, not gonna say make me feel good. It's a conversation where we can have and sport a load of conversation that we just have in a way where I mean I say we can have good conversation we leave. So me not keep on a work when but we know me have to do enough, you know. Because me always in the top ten in terms of say, me primary school, me come six or seven. Remember me there, me there, but me in the top ten. But there was never no motivation to say, even now, for say me want to be the best. All me want to say, no, me want good enough, and I look better than good enough sometimes. I have good relationship. That was my motivation, man. And cricket, so now, yeah, boy. If you. You had the ability if you wanted to push yourself, more or less. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even today, even when it comes to the academic thing there, it's not something what motivate me. What motivate me more is like, I look up and I'm going to do something like that. But I can't do that. It's not something I take on. I say, I can't do what I do. I mean, I'm not as good as I do, but I can't try the way I do. I'm going to try something different. Right. That was my motivation win. Even, and, and the sports thing now, you want to win. When you play that team sport, you want to win. I say, yeah, especially if anybody before you get motivated to say I want to win. Because in my mind, sports and team sports is such a significant thing because you're getting the results right away. And guess, yes. I, guess I know with sports now, you can't wheel and come again. Yeah, yeah. And it's it teaches you life lessons. Yeah, yeah. Life lessons, if, if, if you don't play a sport, I think it holds you back in life because because you don't know what the sports do for you in 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 essence it's helping your body to to develop and it's good for your system and your growth but it's also mentally good for you the human body is made to exercise and sports is the greatest thing you could do if you play a sport it is going to round you out as an individual no matter what sport it is some are more team oriented Others are not, but you have to play some kind of sport, in my view. So, um, Dougie, um, mm-hmm. well, Lance, you think, say, um, the, the running part, uh, you know, card part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really don't see it. Lance doing the cardio and the cricket, you know, where I run, yeah, run between them. <laughs> yeah, the, the shots. <laughs> Yo, when well, I know, you know what they would really have play cricket in the sunlight, you know. I'll come up to that, you know. I'll talk to about that, you know. And the man will play against me, you know, say, nobody run a quick single like Jelly, you know. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, they don't have a brother named P. Brown. He couldn't run either, right? Yeah, man. I'm going to challenge him in a race. I was at last week, though. And we challenge him in a race. 
I'm beating him 100 meters away. So, I'm, me know I'm beat him, you know. And other people have evidence that I said I beat him. And other man has said, I'm going to ask him to beat him. I'm re- but 100 meters were run, the slowest 100 meters were run, I'm going to book him. But that's what I'm talking about. People are in the first farm, Fraggy. I'm in the sixth farm. What if I play on the Sunlight team? Or, he was around the squad. I don't think we met the squad there, but he was playing on the cold team. And he went on to become big time. Major in the army, you know. Yeah, he's a big time pilot. Yeah, man, big time pilot. He's a Trinidad and Tobago. I think he's a flyer, the Prime Minister, a Trinidad and Tobago, too. When I did see him last time, yeah. Absolutely. He challenged me, Brown, you know. You, you, in a sixth form. Yes, yes. A 17 year old. Yeah. 19 at the time, and upper 6, 18, 18, sorry, yeah, yeah. 18, right? And you are challenge a 11-year-old brethren. Yes. No, he was older than that. He was about 15. In, no, man, people are, no, people are, mm, maybe about 13, Fraggy, 13. But, in the, no, he was not small, 11-year-old, no, he, he was tall. Yeah, he was very tall. He was a tall, yeah. you know, big. He was tall, he was tall and big. But it's what I mean, he was tall, but it's like, he developed quickly. So it's like yeah. immob- immobility never as quick. So I say, yeah, man, we can't eat them food, man. <laughs> so what yeah, happened, you know, if me think, say, me I take, no. Because if a man could have beat me in a school, any first time I could have beat me in Meadowbrook, I was around with the win. I am... <laughs> uh, so, if, um, I'm figuring, you know, with, uh, I'm figuring that by the time you get to Lua 6, yeah, in the Sunlight team, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get a look about that. Let me tell you a look about that. How that work now. So, 78, no, 77 is the world's finals, right? With Becky. And 78, Mr. Year come and Meadowbrook and start course the Sunlight team. But me never met the Sunlight team that year there. Um, me captain the Colts team. And we played on a good enough season. Right, Donat Dixon, I played with me, Curtis, Noel Curtis, some of the man I remember. I remember one match. I'm never bring up the match I know because <laughs> it teach me a lesson certain way. I'm learned that up until this year, I learned a lesson there. Right? Two lessons I learned from it. We're going to Calabar to play a match, you know, a Colts match, right? And me, a captain of the team. And from, you see that match, you know, I recognize uh, even though skill wise, I was never the best player for no team I play, you know. But you see, motivational-wise, like when me up on the field, the team would have played better. Right? So, the day you now, I drink some milk and Meadowbrook, you know, some sour milk. I know why we drink spoiled milk. No, <laughs> oh, nothing happens, Dad. Nothing that happens with that. Oh, hold on, hold on. And this is a question, you know, the girl may have to but I wonder, if I think about this, and I say, if I go on a Calabar, and I'm going to start running on the early, and cramp on my belly now, I mean, as a man, you know, I don't use bathroom in Melbrook, forgot the number two, you know, or for post and letters, the man them call it, you know. I train myself not to use bathroom in Melbrook unless uh, number one me ever do. So you would rather constipate yourself? That never happened to me, doggy. I was trained, right? I was trained. Oh, <laughs> unless you drink a sour milk. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, now, so, now you have a pipeline. <laughs> so, you know, Calabar now, Frankie. Hey. Same thing, this after I leave, my captain team, I'm going to call now, to ratted. How I play the match, I'm going to run off of the field and I'm going to change the room. I'm going to tell you, 
I don't remember the bathroom smell I look. All I know is I was so relieved to rat. And my brethren, and don't you know him too, Arfil, Palmer. Him the day yes, I call him all the time. Him come, on, Palmer, yeah. him come in and say, Jelly, you all right? <laughs> hey, he must come check it. Hey, hey, he come check in on you. He was a doctor from those times. He had I said, Jelly, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back on the field, though. <laughs> I don't do my thing and go back. But I said to myself, you know, I don't know. I don't know how a woman bathroom, it could never see like a woman bathroom stay. If I may say, I don't know how, I mean, I'm not even interested for you, but I say, it is a time to my mind, I say, I just, but when I learn, but let's say, I learn, you know, two lessons I learn, you know, not drink sour milk. As a matter of fact, from that day, I don't think I drink milk that I have, not all or ever, right? And, and the next lesson I learn, you know, I'm not ashamed to use public bathroom, you know, anyone me there. I'm going to find, I'm going to do a clean one them that do in a way in. I'm going to find them. I'm going to find them work every day, you know, you know. I mean, no, the clean bathroom then, if I have to do, I had a number one or two, because I'm just, I'm not afraid, but some people you know, are terrified to use public bathroom, you know. Terrified. To... <laughs> no, no, Jelly, you had a cathartic experience. <laughs> And you were in cold sweat when you were finished. And you learned that a minute can be a long time when you're waiting on a bathroom. A minute. Can yeah, be yeah, a yeah, yes, 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 yes. That man, me learn me listen, man. Me say me in a fear bathroom. And if me have to go in a bathroom like the one in Calabar, it no matter to me. Because if you have to go, you got to go. Right? Absolutely. So. <laughs> Well, milk is something you don't touch anymore. You're no allergic to milk, right? <laughs> exactly. 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 So, for, for moving our win, so 78 now, I'm captain the team. 79 now, I think we may start with the team a little. That's my first year of Fifth Farm, right? Yeah. First year of Fifth Farm. I mean, I don't get a regular game. But Mr. Year no as I said no, the man that picked the team for merit. So at no point at all, I don't think so. I'm not going to make the team. Yet you know, when Ishkaka captain the team, made the team enough. I, I think when we reach the final, the semi-final against a powerful KC team. Marlon Tucker, Robert and most of them man went on for play for Jamaica. And, and some of them went on for play for West Indies. Wayne Lewis. And some of them went on for play West Indies a couple of times. And 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 we got beaten in the semi-final. I think it was more stage fright, more than anything else. But it was the first time I ever reached a semi-final important competition. And in my mind, again, it was a big, big thing again. In my mind, psychologically, I mean, I said, if we can reach the semi-final, it's me. I said to you, the next year, no, we can. But many of the things I can improve. But me, I say, if me there school, but me, I think in the back of my mind, me, I say, yeah, man, we can, we can get better and better. So jelly. Hold, hold, hold one second because you are now in sunlight, correct? Sunlight, me don't know. Sunlight, me up there now. Yeah, man. We captain the Colts team in Fort Farm. Yeah, we captain the Colts team in Fort Farm, right? And we play Sunlight in Fifth Farm. I look a bit now and then, me not play some. Me, me was part of the squad from Fifth Farm. Me not play regularly. But the dread, I'm, I'm making a make sure me a part of the squad. Me I play some game. And by the time when the dread, I play a whole different cricket. I play some minor cup. I play some Evelyn cup. So they have game a play, even though you're not, I was not a regular member of the team. Right? Well, and well, he, he, I just want to get the timeline right. Yeah. Um, Fourth Farm, you were captain. And you made, we made Colts final in Third Farm. Yeah. What happened, in, what happened in Fourth Farm? Did most of the guys come back? Were you as successful? Did the coach? Did, no, most, most, what did that, no, 
when I fought for most of the guys never come back because in my mind they're not saying they could never want to play but they probably were ineligible. Doggy was too old for play calls, Kraken was too old for play calls, Jago was too old for, because all of them on the band before right. September 1962. Right, yep, yep. And mm-hmm. there's three man the name I don't know the name. Doggy, Kraken and Jago were three cricketal, cricketal man, cricket, critical. Right. <laughs> yeah, hey, 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 you say it right, critical, because we are some critical cricket man. <laughs> yeah, 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 we ain't. and I never talk about it before. Now. We ain't ask some good question. I said, when I am, I tell you, you know, me I tell you this because I never talk about it before. You know, why is it that we move from seven to seven and we never progress to say the race qualifying went out, but those three men just take more than you know. Doggy, cracking. I remember Becky explained to um in the finals already. You know why it's a disrespect. Well, yeah, so do, So the men them that were too old was Doggy, yeah, Diego, Fisher went to left left. Fisher, Fisher migrated. Fisher probably would have been too old because I think Fisher born before. It was Set, too old. Yeah, yeah. Trudwick. Yeah, five man that exactly, exactly win. So much yeah, more good strategy, right? Estimated at that time, the team was right. No, exactly. For 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 that level of cricket, so yeah. the younger team may have you know, may have the Chong brothers them. Um, um, Box uh, 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 probably was still there. Kings the Bonds probably was still there. Curtis, oh, come on, Donna, Dan Noel Curtis, Donna oh. Dixon, Ferdinand Bent were probably still a play calls because I was in second from the first time in play. So yeah. Uh, and see. those two gentlemen from um I think the um Rickman is that is that what Nunez Nunez oh Nunez, yeah man the Russian the Cuban name Christopher Nunez, Nunez man yes yes Christopher was yeah, part Nunez. of that that team that right the captain yeah. Miller called him no yet uh, good yeah. that dog yeah yeah the yeah, Cuban he became that. famous in one man <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah was Beanie on that team Beanie would have been too old to for that team so yeah, I said who are that team then uh, Beanie uh Beanie born before September. The core of that team win. That's the seventeen day. Cabo five or six man in the call already, you know. Right? Yeah, the team was now the team was now totally cut out from playing that. So you had to start fresh. It's now. a fresh new team we had, man. It's a brand new in a sense. A whole lot of youngsters come in. Exactly. 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 So uh, who was the coach for that team? Was it still Becky? Yeah, man, Becky still coach a cold team, man. Was that been Becky still? Was that the the year here came in? Yeah, that's the year Mr. Year came in. Same day, same day. That was the first year Mr. Year came in. Yeah. Okay. So that everything started to develop. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Because yes, yes. Because I make it correctly. Not correctly. I never noticed. Mr. Year first thing when this got talked to Becky, and the two of them start work together and coordinate together for build a program where we became. The most dominant schoolboy team in the 1980s. So yeah, that is correct. Before, and, that, and, and that's never been repeated again. Unfortunately, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that was that was that's that's how I call it the magic, the, the golden era, doggy. That's never been repeated at all. That yeah. was, that was the beginnings of the foundation for that era. There, because that particular team, and then the footballer them have the own team, but that different thing. The cricket that thing was a different thing. Because the cricket was like a core from the insider, in, from under in the school. The, the football came afterwards, in terms of the development, because it was a younger set of team 
who won the Walker Cup in 1986. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just I'm trying to put the timeline. So yeah, man. Yeah. So, me, so, so, yeah. Yeah, man. So, my captain. So, I never became captain now. So, you understand now. My captain is the team, which was a, a weak team because of age. Because me and the man were in a Ford farm. But me, what probably was the only man in a Ford farm, was still eligible for play for Colts. Because I was born after September 1962, right? Yeah, yeah. So, December. Yeah, right. So, we never do so well. We do competitive enough. We compete and we never embarrass ourselves and all of them. But we never reach. I don't think we reach the semi-final. No. 1979, no. No, played. but as a captain, though. As a captain. Because this is your first time being a captain. Yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely. Have it taken leadership. Because, you know, being a leader. Right? Yeah. So, how was that? How, I mean, being a captain. How did, I mean, how did you, how did you feel? Oh, we ain't. I may tell you some questions. I'm glad we can go back and listen. I ask some really good questions, my brother. Trust me. Because guess what? Yes, you're right. For ask a question, you know, at the first time I get leadership, we call it responsibility. When Becky say, "Yeah, Prince or Jelly," forget to make it a comfortable call me. Our Prince, you better more calm than anything else. I you the captain for that team, you know. And yeah, no, when we yeah, go ahead. No, remember now, and not just the captain of a team, but the captain of a team that went to the semifinals. Nobody don't care, say, say, that. To the finals, to the finals, I call, to the finals, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. No, you are the captain of that team. Yeah. The first team that ever made it to a, a major competition for Middlebrook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was that added stress on you or pressure? No. Because, no, you know, as, as a captain and as a leader. No, you know, we ain't. Me never have nothing say added pressure or nothing, you know. Because as far as me concerned, me didn't look around and I say, yeah, I, me didn't feel, can, me didn't feel, me was the only person then in terms that say, because I was the elder statesman, I was a senior member of that cold steam from 77. Jago and Beanie and everybody else and Doggy and Cracking in a Ford farm, but them couldn't play colds, right? So I play Them couldn't play something. Them play, some of them play something like a Jago and Cracking and, 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 being there and dog you play sunlight right okay but so me i me i play coach i know so me was like a senior statesman amongst the youth them where i play with me now like chung them and further bent and then at least and them, they will come on kingsley bands right so i never feel like it was not added pressure at all i just feel like it was just a, a transitional period but no me i work with a much weaker team than the year before so when I, and Becky probably knew that when I expect for say we have a reach a certain place because that 77 team was a great team. When I think mm-hmm. about it and I said the talent was the pan team there. Just the raw talent for reach. It was no fluke. If I may say to you, so we are work. But I felt good win. I felt good so I'm gonna keep, as I tell you, in that particular calabar match, I realize the difference me make upon the field. As I say, even though my eyes may not have a sap repeat, I know me not the best batsman, I know me not the best bowler, I know me not the best fielder. But once we get up on the field, I know me can't get something out of the man then. Because I don't know if I trust them, trust me. Or, I don't know, of course. Because if I cost a man, I'm not taking it serious. I mean, I cost him and tell him about what see me up on the field. And, but I'm not taking it serious. If I may say, I could get a whole heap out of the man then. Because I guess what? Me I'll get a whole heap too. Me, I got go. If, if me if me a captain of the team in a win and a man that wanna go a silly me for a silly me for the people in Anderson cricket, is right hand at the bat. Me a go there. 
Cause that was my mentality, you know. Me never ask a man for the somewhere. Me never do for myself. So when me a train, me a run as hard as the next man. Me never come first, but me a try as hard as the next one them. And then would have said that with me. If all of me I said to you, if the dread or Becky said for run lap or three or four lap, me never do my three or four lap. Me never come first, my, the lap, but me never finish. Me never compete win. If all of me I said to you, where did you learn? these leadership skills because remember now this is the first time you have been a leader mm-hmm. did you did you learn it from the coaches or did, was it something brought them from your older brother was it from your 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 parents but you're showing lead it's you're showing leadership now right you're be, you're becoming the leader you see you said it earlier you weren't the best batsman the best bowler the best feeler but you don't have to be the best player to be a very proficient leader Mm-mm. where did you learn these skills you know i went i think i learned a leadership but thing the pun the road i call because you i'm a play ball you know and don't i like a field on a part of the dog you know the field on a triangle because, yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah because i think i learned it a permacard win because a permacard you no know, either play and not necessarily say me are the leader but me that organize and me that encourage among them I said, because I'm a competitive spirit, right? The man will look up to me. And I didn't look up to me. Like the man said, Lance, I got there. Lance, I got have your back. And leadership is about making sure the people around you know what's in the matter. You know, I throw them out of the bus. You're going to encourage them. And, and maybe, maybe I said, come from in a win. Because I know me needed encouragement. Me, I got get out first, you know. I know me, I got make mistakes. Even if a man make mistakes, I say, wheel and come again. And nothing, come again. You follow me, I said to you, okay, I mean, I got castigate a man if him go out there and he misfeel a ball and because I know me, I got to do that too. If I drop a catch, I mean, none of that at all. I mean, learned that a promo card because I say same thing again. I know I might look clumsy sometimes. No, upon the football, I know I can't run. I run a man, I laugh off him, but it never mattered to me because the man knows me, I try and I try hard. And I learned that upon the craft there, a promo card because that promo card was like. I grew up on the road at Primacal. It was like me that broke in a sense. In a little road at Calvick Avenue, you know. We'd have come home and the amount of brothers and sisters, brothers, who live on the road with we. We could have played a competitive match every evening, you know. We'd have picked up on the way to play sometimes. The man about the top of the field or the bottom of the field. And it was... And it's for leadership. Even though my brother was older than me, right? Patrick, people that look... I mean, I'm always fight about that because I was things different. For me, I said, even from then, you know, how talk and the people is a different way. Different. That is just different. That is just different. So, him, him with a flexible muscle and me that challenge him. So, maybe that's <laughs> part of the leadership thing. Maybe that's something that I say, no, I agree with that. But that's a my contact with sweet. Not necessarily because I'm a brother and I say, I don't want. But me, if it doesn't make no sense to me, we never challenge it. And I think we get that from. If it doesn't make no sense, we never so, challenge it. I both of you grew up on um, that area. Yeah. So you have different leadership, um, leadership um, abilities. Yeah, and end up being different leadership style, different yeah. leadership style too. Yeah. So, so therefore, it does it come back to probably a parent that most um, help you in that in that way? Oh, definitely, or, man. Most definitely, most definitely. That's what I ask, man. Most which, definitely. You see my, you my old man. No, I'm tell you, man. You see my old man. It's people that one of my idol or sports idol or this or that. My mm. old man and my idol, man. 
I'm look at my old man and think about my old man even though at 20 years him died now, 28 years. I remember that because the son named after him, the same year my son died, Thomas. At the same year in band, December in band, same like me, December 7, 1994. I'm a band 62. And my old man, I'm a that I always myself, you know, if me can be one tenth of the man my old man was, you know, me know some succeed, you know. Because I guess I know, no. My old man could get people for do anything, you know. Anything at all, you know. Without raising them voice, you know. He could get me for the things as cantankerous as I am, I was. Right? I'm a real, right? I'm an old man. I'm going to just give one example, you know. One good example, you know. Later on, you know, I'm have a minibus and I run bus on the road and all the way there. And I have connections and contact. I have a cousin who come down from foreign, yeah. I want a job. He come a foreign and he come back to Jamaica. And he want a job and he want me to write a, a, a resume for him. Not a resume, a recommendation letter. And I said, no, I'm not writing a letter for him. You know. Because in my mind, I know I'm nasty. Because a man go foreign and come back and see a Jamaica. He go and go back. That's how I know you know. I'm never wrong about it, right? Because I know I long. But the old man, I'm telling my father, I'm telling him, 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 I'm Right? Can that you saw the relationship with my old man? I respect both ways. I can't tell him what I think. But he's mm. not done this. So. He's not just take no for an answer. You know my old man, though? <laughs> go away. Go get the letter type up by somebody else. Not somebody else. He probably ask somebody when to type it out. Because he's not on a computer. And he wants to type out and look official. I'm just scared to me. I say, Lancey, just sign this to me. <laughs> he write up the recommendation from my cousin. I said, Lancey, just he never ask some more questions or nothing, you know. What may I do? <laughs> so, may I say, you know, I learned that gentle touch leadership sky left from my father, you know, and you're right. Because I've never raised voice after me. Believe it or not, my mother and father never cussed about it. Right? And I don't know where I get that from. And even when I cuss, I worry around all of my children, them. I don't cuss them or cuss to them. They don't cuss about either. <laughs> but so. But my father, in terms of say, him would have just um, get people for the things was where me get that from, man. In my work at JBC, and him, my father, him have a driver's license, you know, but him never like driving. Right? And anyway, daddy want to go, he would get somebody for driving, go around, you know. So it's either somebody at JBC or all the youth in Park Avenue, my father will teach him how to drive. Because he might be multi-remote, but at the same time, he might have somebody carrying around, but he must he have this gentle touch where he just know, say, he might, you have to do what he wants to do without even raising him voice. That was the power of that man, man. And if me learn that skill from anybody, man, he learn that from him. Or he get people to do things and making them feel good for doing it. He learn that from him. And that is a leadership style where, it, and, and people look at and think, say, but my father and my idol, man. I have no other idol but more important in my life. I don't have I never have an idol. I look up to a sportsman, an entertainer, nobody else. My father and my idol. And I was lucky if you have a father like that. That's all I can say. Because I, I realize that not everybody grew up with fathers. Or even have fathers like my father. My father was a one in a million. And plus my mother too. Because I didn't leave her out. But my father was the one I get that from. Man. My mother came... After my father died, my mother stepped in another role and she was, it wasn't leadership. My mother was the support I needed at a time when I needed support. And she never leave my back at all. She never, 
My mother never look on and say something wrong and pretend like Sarati did work here for something wrong. No, she step on and say, no, that's not right. And she, that was not new again. That was not right. new again. It's a peaceful nature of, because I remember your dad. You know, we as youngsters, when we come around somebody's parent, right, guys, you almost feel like, oh, I can't say this around them. I have to be watching my P's and Q's. I remember coming down, driving the VW down to Callbeck Palace. And I know it's Callbeck Avenue. Yeah, man, yeah. Mr. Prince is at the gate. And his voice, his tonality is so gentle, so reserved. And he's talking to you and you feel at ease. And I'm saying he is a cool parent. My father, no, I'm not saying he wouldn't do that, but I don't know how many of my friends could come up to the gate and chit-chat with my dad like that at 18 years of age, 17 years of age, when we were just about at that time. And your dad was a very cool man, very, very easygoing, very... Um, because I remember you driving that red Escort to Meadowbrook. Remember that two-door yeah, man, Escort? Yeah, man, yeah. And I guess you drop him at JBC, and then you come at Meadowbrook with it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, these guys drive this car to school. I guess your dad just said, hey, drop me at JBC and take the car and come back, pick up your mom, and then come back for us. So he was a very easygoing um, guy that, man, that I believe set a great tone for his family. And at your mom's um, funeral, I remember, you know, it being said that how open they were to opening the home to the family members to come and give them a start. So that is a special trait there. And it probably allowed you, Jelly, which we will segue into this, how you then became to hone that entrepreneurial skill to jump into the minibus, to jump into the party. How did Meadowbrook, how did your dad, how did that part of your working for yourself, trying something for yourself come in? How did that start? Because it is not easy to venture out into stuff like that. What led you and Patrick to start Make We Try the Minibus? Because I remember when you had that quarter million, I go home and tell my father that these guys have a bus. And him said, dog, those buses drive very fast, you know. I said, I don't know about that, but I know they have a bus. So what led you into that business aspect now? Is it Meadowbrook? Is it your dad? Is it Patrick? Is it your mom? How did that come about? Bulan, before I go to Sadogi, and remember the question there, because yes. I forgot back to the cricket and, and wrap up the cricket and the sunlight, because I think that 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 that's important. Yeah, I know you love that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, important. Because I'm frankly to transition from, but because I will go off and I'm appearing. But don't forget that. May I come back to that? Because it's an important question you ask. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Important question you ask. So I'll come back to the cricket you now. So my captain, 81 now, win, right? You understand the transition you yeah. know? Yeah. Me, me so six. Why yeah, go ahead. Are in lower six. Me are lower six, I know. Me repeat FIFA, we make the Sunlight semi final. And in lower six now, um, I become captain of the Sunlight team for the first time. And as I tell you, the competition, the competition, it was me, Diego Ambini, a senior player, cracking the league and Ghana, um, Excelsior. Doggy did retire from cricket. No, I'm playing yeah, more cricket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doggy, now past six, you know. 
Yeah, I never liked cricket. Yeah. Don't get retired from cricket. So me just between me, Jago and Beanie, I seen it. Cause Beanie a player. They may not upper six, Jago a player. And Becky. And no matter how far, I just clear this up because Jerry Belnavis and Becky that for campaign and Mr. Year. And Mr. Dean. Eventually give them give me the right away and I say, you know what, yeah man. Him can't come at six um Lennox Dean. I'm have to respect him for that. Because without them man they say, yeah man. Jelly or Prince can't go six farm. Would I never they are six farm? Because I never, never pass English yet to win. Believe it or not, I never pass English language yet. We may just that. I never take it to our back in November, which I eventually pass it. Right? And um mm. some some end up in a six lower six and one start. History was Miss my favorite the history and I think Matt's Miller though. Right? Mm-hmm. So me so made me captain of the team. And even though it was Jago and Bini, but them, they probably looked to the future. I never expected to be captain at all. I just said I got play. And um, I never feel as confident as I felt initially when I got captain, say, until I played the first match. Right? The first match was, I never forget this. And I certainly get us because I changed in terms of how I look and the confidence I may have changed after that. I a captain of the team, and them named me captain of the team, but I have the confidence. And the first match I play against Campado, man, on a bottom field. At the highest score, I ever making a sunlight match win. I make 88 the day, 88 the day. Right? And by the time I reach 50, I think I 12 for my lick. Right? That's how good I have. You know, sometimes I have bat, and it's like everything does lick up in the middle. That innings there was. It's an unforgettable innings. I'm going to put it that way there. And more important innings was the innings when we played in the finals when we were in 1982. But that innings there, the first innings when we played as captain, man, 81, it turned me in mind and I said, yeah, man, but I can't do this. I mean, Chad, I felt, I, I, I up knowing after that, I'm the top score that, no, the youth, them, when I look on, the man, them, that man, because Diego and Bini are bigger than me and more senior than me. Them, when I look on, I made a different sense of respect and I said, yeah, okay, Jelly, a captain of the team, no, I'm deserving place. I'm a top scorer, and it wasn't just any top scorer, a graph. It was a good 88 me make the day, and we beat Camper down the day. That team, they know, I think we don't miss semi-final, being at the miss, we miss semi-final by one point. Right? And the next year now, we play, we start out, and I play. And um, the toughest match we had in 1982 win. And to me... One hundred. so <laughs> what year was on the... Um, what year was this? The first captain. 1981. 1981. 1981. I'm going to say 81 because that 81, the summer, like me, 81 then. The, the, the January 81, yeah. 1981 when. Yeah. Because that's oh. when the cricket season started. 81, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 81. So you, you, you have a captain. The captain in two years? Yeah, well, 81 and 1982. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, the second year, now, I'm a captain. I play. And by that time, now, Jibba and Bina leave. But had a group of people, youngsters are come on and someone are come in, like vice captain we mentioned earlier, like Piggy Williams, we can't forget him. And Curtis, Noel Curtis, Gary Sims, I hope the batting. And um Goosey, I hope the bowling. Clive Edwards, another fast bowler. Um some of the youngsters then will come on and go win on afterwards. Kevin Reese was part of the squad, Devon McDonald. Um I don't want to look at anything. I don't want to call out. I can't remember everybody's name. 
right? But I could if I wanted to. Timon was a member of that team. Timon was. Um, Byron Earl, Byron Nunes is a member of that team. Um, Hugh Green, a member of that team there. That 80, 82 winning team there. I'm just a talk about the team we actually play. And a whole heap of youth where they play. Go on to win afterward. Master who come on from the program earlier. Kevin Reese. So we are playing on Christopher Cheddar. Oh, I can't forget Cheddar. Christopher Cheddar was the open bat to that team there. I mean, I remind what this on the first match to play against JC on a bottom field, you know. And Cheddar what me batting, right? And I think I think that Cheddar first year fifth farm this now. And JC have a, a PS ball and him junior. I'm a player. Big time fast ball I'm thinking was. <laughs> and I'm a player with everybody behind about just a seven slip on a goalie. I'm so confident I'm going to just come rolling over here now, man. And that JC match, I think it was the first match I played, man. The first, not the first over, Cheddar stroke him back, past him. He must run down the ball himself. And the time that the ball was so good. That every time he talked to Rory McGregor, he remember laugh how Junior had run down the ball all the way to the boundary and he couldn't catch it. And Cheddar stroke him with a four. And when another thing I remember about that match, a good, good win was JC. That's a fast bowler, a batsman. Well, the way it runs, you know, JC have a bowl to JC, you know, and JC have a batsman a back up too far. And I don't, the people, we do understand cricket. They walk, they try to steal a run, a back up too far out of him, Cree. And me said to Goose, I spot him and said, Goose, I brother they back up too far, you know. Right? And, um, he said, let's go on like you have a bowl. <laughs> And don't deliver the ball and run him out. Goosey go, see, go through the whole action and turn on and run him out and them start complaining. Say and the dread just said no. You try to steal you try to steal a march from me. But it was in at the road, just when it, when within the roads are we had a win. For run him out that way there. Mm-hmm. You follow me, I said to you. So we win that match, eh? But the toughest match we played that year, man. The toughest match, man. And it's always in my mind, you know. The mental part of the team are the more most important thing than the ability, you know. And after we win a match, I mean, no, so we could have win, you know. We play Tibaligian, it's on a bottom field. And no matter how bad Tibaligian is, Tibaligian in 1970 represent the JLP, where they want to leave it as and the school itself. And the JLP, in my mind, represent is like the Cold War exists, you know. The JLP represent the USA. In a Jamaica. So when Tivali Gyan, them man they, them there are some tough people that come play, you know. Them not take the no quarters and we make 106. And me a bowl the day, me a bowl me like a spinner with doggy say. And me a keep it tight. Yeah. Me a yeah, keep yeah. it tight, you know. And me a go take off myself you now. And at the only time the jelly was showed from me from the sideline, I said, Jelly. And then point them finger and I said, I must keep bowling. Because in other words, it's a mental game with a play lesson now. So it's more to a bowl. It's who can keep the mental focus much better. And I'm not saying I keep it tight. I will end up winning the match. And after I win the match, I make almost, not almost. That was the turning point to me. Me personally, mindset wise, to say, right, we can't go on and go win this. So, all right. So, uh, we know that we won it, right? Yeah. Now, Again, I'm going back to the first statement here you made that you wanted to create something special and win something at Meadowbrook. This is before you got to Meadowbrook. Yeah, man. Yes. yes. Uh, how many years? Is it eight years later or seven years later? 
It would have been eight years. But yeah, oh, eight years. This is the eight year Miller Rookmook. I'm going to start 74, right? Eight year win. So, at this point in time, how did you feel? No, man, that was a good feeling win. This was a championship ever won at Miller Yeah, man, that was a good I tell you how good that feeling was to me, personally. Right? When we win, you know, enough man never remember this. I didn't think anybody remember this at all, you know. After we win, Piggy take the, the catcher dismissed the last man. And we beat Calabar by 60 yard runs. And, right? And me look up in the sky, you know. I said, right, I did actually do this, you know. And I walk off of the field. Right? And I am not an emotional person or a person like hug nobody or nothing like that at all, right? And I walk off of the field. And I dread I walk towards me. Right? God, it didn't mean so much to him, too, you know. Right? And we meet halfway and the two of each other. I will never forget that man. Cause it was like it was a as I said, it was a big it was a seismic shift in my mind. It changed my mind in terms of looking life and I say if you you set your mind say you want certain things and you have the the opportunity and you keep doing it and keep doing it. But it was a big thing. It, it made me feel good with it. It was a it that it was a big, big feeling for me, man. And it, it was to me a year too. It was a dream accomplished. Yeah, man. It was a dream accomplished, man. It was a dream accomplished because it it it, it is because even when I play Calabar, them never ex, we never them never expect we to beat them. You follow me, I said to you. But yeah. I remember that man. We meet halfway, man, and we hug each other. Me, I said, right. We never so, said nothing, you know. Nothing, no words or pass or nothing, you know. So some, so you can't share, you know. You can't say, boy, a couple of tears drop, yeah. man. <laughs> Okay, you were crying. You were you were having some uh some, some, some tears. Tears come down and really understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, dog. It, it was a it was a life changing event. I never put it away there because you're right. But go to school and things and we can't Accomplish something for Meadowbrook and do something for Meadowbrook and the end of that me I lead the team the top scoring at the final but made sixty and it was a sixty again a graph where go there and all in my mind me I say me now till the team reached two hundred and with a little luck along the way because that's life. You have to get some luck with you. A man should have run me out when I'm in my twenties I mean him never run me out. You follow me I said to you so but a life that you take a look, you take it, you, you take a look and you ride it and you move on. And um I'm a win. And it was a good feeling win. After that, me know we just feel say anything when I set my mind to me can achieve and accomplish. So that, that was up right? Eh? That was upper six. Yeah man, that was the last year of school, man. That was the last year of school now. Last so year I'm book now. So yeah. You don't, don't mirror book. Yeah. What was what, what was your because or, or originally said you know, boy I have to get a couple subjects and you have to go to college to make some money. Was that still in play? Yes, yeah man, then right. Some don't matter book you know, right? Exactly. So, come back to the question what Doggy asks. It's an important question, you know. Because Doggy asks when we get the entrepreneurial drive, then they support the from again. And again, come back to mother and father again. Right? We don't matter book, you know. Right? And um I go chaos. I have enough subject for go chaos. I never have enough for go UA. I think we have to take some more subject. I, I don't think that's how you apply. Sometimes I just try to do again, you know. 
I'm getting a UA deal after. I'm spending one year cars on them, but why me they are cars, you know? Right? Same 82. The whole man. Again, I'm telling you about this already, win. All lands have to you know. It's the same, see the next one I do it, you know. And I said, but I said, why me can't try that? So at the time now, the man in my Premacal, you know, remember the dread. He used to play Premacal football. Donovan Magnus, Alan Magnus, younger brother. Maya, we used to call him. Probably still named Maya. Maya driving a minibus from 43 Road, from 13 bus, where go up a Purity and come down Mullines Road and go down half a tree and come through. And we have an auntie when we were Maya. And she introduced me to him. That's a rich mother. And I talked to Maya. And I said, yeah, man, you can't make a little money off of this, man. And I said, oh, yeah. I have a cast, you know. At that time now, I'm going to show you the old man different, you know. old man, they have a house at the park. Right? And he used to rent it out. But the renters, rental business is not a good business. Whether you're there Jamaica or you're there foreign. I work that. And rental man would leave out much of your property and thief up your money. And that time to the old man two or three times. So we encourage him to sell the house. And he sell the house. And he'll have 30,000 Jamaican dollars. We'll pay money at the time, because I thought 1983, I let him sell the house I do in the park for. 10 Wallace Avenue, I can't remember the house, because we used to go around every week. It was him sister house, and the nearest house from him sister. So him sell the house, and I said, Daddy, I'm going to buy a minibus, you know. And the man take up. He never even asked a question, just like when I asked you yesterday, we and said, I need to do a favor, you know, I want to come on today. Daddy never even stutter. I say I'm going to use the money for something else or this or that. He must say, yeah. If it can make up. can't think like me in a certain way. Again, it's like I say, if it can make a money land, I used to say I can't do it. I'm going to buy my minibus and I run in a medical estate. And that was the first thing. And then I buy a bus now. When you buy a bus now, you have to get it insured. <laughs> you don't know what thing that you buy it, you know. But the swap now, I did to know somebody now. My wife, I work at Dial Insurance Company. I current the name my thing, Karen Magnus. You still have a permacall again. Permacall connection strong to man. And she work a dial at New Kingston. Remember that insurance company, the doggy? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah insurance man. company. Yeah. She, as she set me up on my first insurance policy. And then that was it from there. And then after a while, I make a connection. You meet another girl. I remember her name. I remember how she looked. She said, Andrea Gopal Singh. She never got met her none, but she was a sweet looking girl. And then I want insurance thing or nothing like that at all. I think she used to go Merle Grove or one of them school. I don't remember. But that's, that's a graph Indian girl. So yeah. So <laughs> But we make my connection them win. Uh, and doggy and and then the quarter million thing come up. But all along the way you know, me go so me I drive the bus and I go to school. Right? Me I drive the bus and I go cast or me I drive the bus. Me I carry the bus. A man in time, I'm going to get the driver to come pick me up and me take another bus for school. I don't care, sir, you way. I don't care, sir, you way. So, yeah. I saw that I saw the entrepreneurial thing to start, man. The old man, he does have a support me, no matter what, man. Because he trusts me. He trusts we. I mean, not just say me alone. He trusts we. He trusts me and Patrick. And I say, we're going to try this. I'm going to try that. And me, and me, I don't want to go out there. I'm going to do the heavy lifting. I'm going to drive the bus. I'm going to drive the truck. 
me I go out, I go find. And again, it come back from the old man nurturing spirit. You know, me I find somebody. Sometimes I find good people, but you nurture people until they become real good. And you have some good people that work around you and all them with it. So, that's something we get from my That's a leadership thing we get from my father. Okay. So, the leadership, so the entrepreneurial piece of it, is that from your father also? I mean, because your father was an entrepreneur or your mother. Neither, you know. Neither, none of them, you know. None of them were entrepreneurs. They were... My mother was a factory worker to make a basic company for 40 years. My father used to work there for a while in the 60s and then he would go work in New York. I don't know if you know that story. There would be a farm road doggy there. The, the, the pants and shirt factory. a be a farm road on Walton Park Road. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, he would work at JBC. Right, so they were not entrepreneurs then, but what they were. I think I got the entrepreneurial thing from my father's sister. I didn't know okay. her so good. Aunt Kitty, she the name her Aunt Kathleen. From my father, sister from my father's side. She died when I was young. She died in the eight sixties. I do have good memory of her. But why hear that she used to have her own store downtown? So, you, your father and your mother never have a side hustle? No. No, the side hustle is straight. <laughs> That's what I said. Mean. Aunt didn't have it, but I never knew her. I'm never telling you, think, no, the side was the ladders in Amiya. That's that's bit, I don't know where I get it from, but tell the truth. It wasn't, it's like, it's like, 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 my mind is, you know, if this is somebody had something, then it can't make more money than what me had to know. Me, I got to try it. Nobody have to tell me, I don't need a permission. Me, just have to try it. If it work, it work. Once this is somebody else, I do it, man. Me, I got to try it, man. Me, I got to try it. And if it not cost a way for money, if it need money, that's how we need my old man or we don't need Patrick to say, all right, Patrick, I want to try this, you know, because I work at the bank. Because he was like the bank and the whole business, you know. And me are the entrepreneur. Me come up with the ideas and I say, and then I say, okay, we can't get money for that or try Because I don't know if you do that more than me. That's why I couldn't do it, you know. But me I said, oh, that's a film skill and portfolio. Make okay. him do that. And me trust him for do that. And I just left that alone. But any ideas will come up, man. Like even this one, I don't know. Everything born out of idea, you know. Everything. That's why there's no limit to what you can do, you know. Everything come out of an idea. And I have that thing, I mean, I don't know where I get that from. You call it entrepreneurship, but let me tell you one thing that reinforced me. Because I think I didn't have it before, though, you know. Because there was a class, uh, all up road or up road, a place named Jamaica Institute of Management, right? I don't know if Doug remember that place up on Wop Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A brother teach a marketing course up there. Right? And um <laughs> lay down the mushroom in the morning and say, when you do your own business, how much more the potential where you can get as opposed to a work for your salary. And that was eye opening to me, man. But this is after I started the minibus doing it. So the entrepreneurial spirit was there before in a way. You follow me as it is, I want make money for myself. Right? So, him tell me, say, him show me and I say, but if it, yeah, work for yourself. This is the lecture I'm talking, you know. So, after that, no, anytime, any idea, anything when me, we run a man, me used to, the dog, you know this, the man who cook food at my wedding, a brother named Tony, him used to sell cigarettes. I said, where do that? Sell cigarettes, well, sell to a street side vendor. And him show me how to do that. I'm going to start doing it for myself. He used to mix it up for himself. I'm going to say, oh, you do that. I'm going to start mixing it up for myself. I'm fortunate to have a wife where 
what I she support me big time because she started helping me sell syrup, make syrup and sell syrup and cigarette on the roadside too. Put in her car, she'd have pregnant with Kyle and she'd have the baby them. When she have the baby, she'd have drive round Kingston and St. Andrew and sell and deliver syrup and cigarette to all the street side vendor them where we have Marvel and Kingston do all of them here at them. Right? Until we go on and go on and then we make a connection when I get this grant, we start sell biscuit. But even before that, even before that, before we go that, we have a friend where Again, I'd be saying if Mr. Amana do a thing, we want to try it, you know. And you remember Pekka? Pekka used to sell food. Yeah, man. Them time, after me leave Meadowbrook now, them they do have some wheel. You drive, foods and wheel wheel. Them have them here, so to say, me either drive, when you're Jamaican, you eat it on the back of your car, and you can park it and sell food. Mm-hmm. Me get one of that, me have a bridging. Again, you know, me get, <laughs> me tell somebody, I get this, I know my father, you know, a good friend of mine, you know, me didn't know. And I say, yeah, man, I want to try that. Him give me the money for buy that. I'll try that. Right? And the joke about that, you know, put it on Marcus Garvey Drive, right? And um, the name of me get you know. I'm not going to ask you this, because you know, need to tell me where I get that nickname from, Jelly. Because I don't even remember when I get the name, you know. But until now, I remember that, you know, is I put it on Marcus Garvey Drive, and the name of me get was Prince Macho Belly. I play upon Michael Belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You follow me? I said to you, I did that deliberately. You know? I did that deliberately because the person lent me the money, me and everything the same me when it come to them things. They were like, play upon words. And I said, I know if I spell Macalvelli, I know who Macalvelli was. So, I put Prince Machabelli and it, it did in a sense what I wanted it to do because Glean, I took it up and write a report and I said, like the money, I hear it. Them write, them know if I sell Macalvelli, them write Machabelli. But I fooled me, I sell, I'm a match, I'm a belly. So, yeah. but what you know is give me um, advert, free advertising because I'm a right about my thing by Marcus Garvey Drive. Right? Yeah. So, that me do win. Me do that. Me do the bus. Me have trucking business. Me have the biscuit. Me get contract for I sell biscuit with um, Gettys Grant and I sell Bermudas and that never work out because people dishonest and wicked. That's what we can't say. And then um, we well, sell a biscuit and build it to a certain level and them come in and take over them contract and then um we start sell party. Oh no, same thing again. Same thing again. We lose the biscuit contract, I don't want them come and want to do it themselves after them realize it can't work. After we build the foundation for them. And we come in and uh, and Patrick know the man who won Joseph Beef, Mr. Chin. And them time they know no party store no there. Uh Kingston and said one party store Joseph party have at Kingston and St. Andrew in 1996 97 when we just start sell party. I'm a TSA party and I say, Yeah, man, this tastes good, man. We can't sell this. Them time now I've truck, we well, sell biscuit out there. What's going on? A biscuit for sale. So we start deliver it. We start fine. Now, my target market was when was the school them. Got a school them by the most party. So we start growing and growing and I sell party to the school them. We get the money my work for me for go find the business. Come and visualize and I say, I'm going to tell Mr. Chinza I'm going to sell 10,000 party a day. Right? When I leave Jamaica in 19, not 2001, December 2000, January 2001, I sell about 7,000 party a day. Right? And the only reason why I never reached a certain more level was because logistically, you have to change how you deliver the party for sell a certain more. Right? So I migrate and come up here and then... um. Different things happen. I'm in a day and things change and 
<laughs> it does never. It, it's not because of me say, but it work. It a work in a certain way. But it end up that it now work out for me. It that's out for work out for me. But that that that. <laughs> but entrepreneur, for answer entrepreneur that spirit. I don't know if you have any more questions on that doggy. But for answer entrepreneur, this. And since we come here, you know, it's a whole political thing. We try since we come here, to, you know. Um, we try um, vending. You know the vending machine, them where you put drinks yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, right. We try yeah. that. Somebody think them doggy here uh, and froggy. Somebody think we try that. Somebody think me I'll forget, you know. <laughs> but but remember, no, no, me I do them thing here. Yeah, I me have my family to take care of. I me have my bills to pay. But me now stop try things. Come me I say. Me no business. If I might, if it work for the next one, I'm going to try and make it work for me. You follow me, I said, and things did work for me. Because as far as me concerned, the part of things did work. It's just that I benefit from it, or I should be benefiting. But that's a separate story. I mean, I really want to talk about that too much for the podcast, because that's a negative thing. So, but yeah, yeah. But, Doggy, you ask the question, and you don't have to ask me the question in terms of exactly what more you want about that. Well, I mean, it's so, so, so the question is what, um, what, what personality trait would you say every leader should have? Ah, good question, Doggy. Good question. I would say, yeah, that's a fast woman, Pace bowler. Come again. Yeah, he's getting some pace bowling now. The, the spin has to stop. You know, the pace bowling has to start now. You know. I would. Yeah, so what question should every leader have? Yeah. Mm. The question. I'm gonna put the question another way. Can I add to that, Doggy? Um, and did you get? And did you get it from Meadowbrook? Or did Meadowbrook? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Good. 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 Hook on there, Froggy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. That's a good question from the two together. That's a good question. I mean, answer it that way. Yeah. I think I'm mean, enough for the flip the question. Kai, the Meadowbrook part, I can make it cement in terms of saying yes. What leadership qualities should every leader have? It is what Beckyard or Mr. Yerad. Right? It's like you can get people for do things without using force. Are my old man had cause all three men when I talk about this you know. It's people where and that's all the leadership about, you know. So Let, it is persuasion. Yes. Yes. Right word win. Right word. Leadership is about persuading people for the things that you want them to do. What can benefit you and them. Right? Cause leadership can't be about benefiting you alone, you know. That's not leadership. That is Parasitical. That's not leadership. You can't lead somebody for the something and they look around and I say, Are you wanna benefit? Many of them leadership thing there. As far as me concerned, that's not even leadership. That's being a parasite. Follow my city. But what my old man teach me, what Mr. Becky teach me, and Mr. Year teach me leadership in a sense with a gentle touch. And let me not use the word gentle touch, you know, with a persuasion skill where you're not half use force, or you're not half a, it's how you communicate to people in a certain way. You can't get anything done. And if leaders have that, but it starts from where you know, you're thinking, I say, is a, is a win win relationship. It's not a relationship of one win and one losing. I mean, I'm going on a relationship win where 
that 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 would be my leadership style. I mean, I said that's a mark a successful leader where everybody a win. If all I mean, I said everybody around. Me never take advantage of nobody. That is where my old man teach me. I'm never take advantage. All of people take advantage of him like me. I say here, them never take, them take advantage of we are Meadowbrook. Come learn that Meadowbrook that reinforce Meadowbrook from when we get from my father, you know. So it's from from father to school to, to Becky, yeah, man, to Becky to Mister Year, man. Yes, yes, yeah. What? No, you you spoke very highly. Well, all of you all spoke very highly of of Spanner. Did she have an impact on you also? No, to be quiet, Frank. No, no more. No, because I wasn't. Not say I wasn't close. But again, you know, different times. It's like, me put it that way. Yeah. The influence of me around me, me never need spanner. I put it this way. That's how the best way to put it. It's not said. She never had impact on me, you know. Because spanner would have had an impact on Mr. Year and Mr. Beckford. You follow me, I said to you. So, indirectly, you know, them man they take care of me, so I never need to go to spanner. I'm put it that way there. The, 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 the leadership and the, and the, and the, the word me I look for, the inspiration of me got from them man. I never need to go to spanner at all, if I put them in there. So me and Spanner had a decent enough relationship. Let me tell you, I remember about Spanner more than anything else, you know. Remember about Spanner before me started school. I remember this from my sister who used to come in about Bibi, our Claudette, our birth certificate name. She had this come on and tell you, you know. So Miss McLean had a look on a girl or a boy at school. And I say, I actually, I say, when? I come every day and I see you just walking up and on the campus and you're just there. You're not doing anything. I like she I said to look up where I look at girl and I said, when you come to Meadowbrook, you must be. You're not here. You're not here. You must do something. You're not here to just be a furniture. You must do. You must be doing something. So that's what I remember from Spanner. You know, like you, you come out of school now. You know, come the first step where yeah, 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 as a furniture. Yeah, take up space. No, no, that's. <laughs> you don't come there like oh, some. It's like. It's like what John F. Kennedy used to say, you know, think where you, you come on Meadowbrook for what you can do for Meadowbrook. Now what Meadowbrook can do for you? That's the Spanner motor, you know. I mean, I said, be here from my sister from before me start with Meadowbrook. Where you go Meadowbrook, you know, is where, where you come there is where you can do for Meadowbrook, you know. It's not what Meadowbrook can do for you. And you learn so much by the mentality, then I say, you come then I say, where you going to do for the school, yeah? What can you do? You know, I come there for tech. You come forgive. You follow me, I said to you? Yeah. Right. So, so you learn diplomacy at Meadowbrook? You think diplomacy is, is very important to, for people to get on? Oh, diplomacy is a key, you know, but I don't think I've learned that up to this day, you know, because <laughs> diplomacy is a skill doggy where I, I have not learned. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try. It's not too old for learning. Because that to me, I'm Achilles heel. Because I think I'm too straight talking and too frank. And sometimes I shoot from the hip too much in terms of my mouth. Because I mean, look and I see something, you know. It's like, we can't see something long before it happens, you know. Right? But right. sometimes you can't tell people that and them get offended. I, I, and, and remember Michael Manley, I think, said diplomacy is the art of letting people have things your way. Which is very interesting and it's a critical life skill. It's almost a diplomat is a person who can tell you to go to hell in such a way that you actually look forward to the trip. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I don't learn that skill yet. I have not learned that skill the way I got to tell people. Because like me want, not say I want to. Because sometimes, maybe it's a, a little bit of anger in me and impatience. It's like, if somebody pisses me off, man, I want to tell you right away. And I say, sometimes, I'm learn. It's a, it's, a, it's a work in progress, Doggy. Because I remember this from a book where Mandela did write, you know. Or, or somebody write for Long Walk to Freedom. And, Man, right. and Mandela said, you, you don't have to make your opponent become your enemy. True. True. You follow me because, says, he who, because he who angers you controls you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when I say that, sometimes, you know, you play as your opponent today, tomorrow, you might have a collaboration, can work with him. So you don't have to make your opponent. But it's a, as I say, it's a work in progress to me. Because I think that has been, in terms of say, it's like, people, I get triggered too easy about certain things because I feel passionate about injustice so much. It's like, right. if me see it, you know, and especially if it happened to me or to me, my, my children, them or my wife or my grandkids, them. Sometimes I can't contain my rage in terms of say, they won't have that far. In terms of say, and that oh, not man. necessarily change people's mind, you know, because well, it's a work in progress. Let me put it that way there. Because... <laughs> Lance, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Have you ever watched The Godfather? Yeah, man. Yes, 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 yes. Right. yes. How they kill Sonny. Remind me. Remember, Sonny, they ang they beat up his sister, knowing that it would have angered him, knowing that he would have come to try and get them, and they waited for him and killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. at the toll booth. Yeah, man. As I listen that way, and I'm glad you remind me of that. That is a, 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 a profound lesson I tell me now. That's even better than the Mandela story. Because when you anger, people can read you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, People anger know. is anger is definitely you put a D in front of anger and it becomes danger. Yeah, so it, yeah, yeah, pull back from yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that that is a powerful analogy I tell me that way, and I will never forget that. Thank you for that one, because I'm not too old for learn. <laughs> as you see, as you hear my talk, it's like if you tell me something that doesn't make sense, I say okay. I'm going to start at, once it makes sense to me, I'm going to start, I think both of them, I'm going to start adapting that. That makes a whole heap of sense to me. Whole heap of sense. Whole heap of sense. So, so, Jelly, have you found success and happiness in life, in your life? Yeah, man. Resoundingly, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Well, uh, you have a wonderful family. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, so my measurement is my father. Right. Right, and my father had good relationship with me. Right? I'm at, eh? Yep, I'm hearing you. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, good yeah. relationship with, with we. Right. Excellent relationship. Me always want to run my father and mother, man. Some people don't like running mother and father. My mother and father was like my friend in a certain way. Like, we could have got to him and talk to him about anything. We were on the dinner table, we could have talked and discuss anything. Run joke respectful disagreement and discussion right always the sunday dinner table was always constantly we had discussed all sorts and, and different topics so when we look on and see what we have right i'm telling you me have one tenth of my father my, my children them 
them round me all the while, them comfortable around me, because me grow them just like how my father grow me. Me give them in a sense, me, not, me, me, me give them a free will for think for themselves. Because that, that's the only thing you want from people. You know? that's, that's allow me to think for myself. You know? And um, we can discuss it and we can disagree. And one of them might be right and one of them might be wrong. Turn out eventually. So that's the relationship I have with my children. Them. And my grandchildren. Them. The worst thing you can do to them, man. You know, one of them is tell them to shut up or say, them not have a right to talk. Just like the worst thing you can do to me. Say, I don't have no opinion about that. I saw, I feel learn sometimes. People don't need to hear your opinion unless you have them appear your feet. And sometimes you just need to shut up. And that again is like a work in progress again. Because we see things and it's like more help so much and say things so much. But sometimes people don't want your opinion. So I left that alone. But yeah, me feel blessed, doggy. Me feel blessed. Right. feel blessed. Financially, I hope I'm in a different place. and get, But it, it's, it, at the end of the day, life is much, much more than that. And it's not even a cliche for me. Right? I look up at my grandchildren, them weren't in them, man. And them, 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 them tone me down a whole heap in terms of, say, when I was certain place in my life. Up to the beginning of this year, up to, in terms of, and I never realized it, you know. I look up on them, and because a relationship we have with them, and, and life complicated, man. You look on and if you do certain things, you never have a relationship with your grandchildren, them. So it doesn't make no sense to do certain things. So I've revolutionized my thinking in terms of, Oh, me look on things and I say, well, the most important thing is like, you have to look on the vision of what you want. It's nothing about winning, it's like I said, it's about, not, not about winning, it's like I said, well, exactly the best thing for you. Nothing about me, both for your, your children and my grandchildren. Because at the end of the day, you know, that, that is the most important thing in the legacy you're going to leave, you know. But people can look on you and say, right, the children, them. You live, your children them live on or your, your DNA go on forever, man. If your children have children and your grandchildren have children, it's like, yeah, say, yeah. You live on forever through them. Absolutely. You follow me, right. but if you not take care of them, right. I certainly, I make them think I certainly, yeah. They might them live on. They might them move on to our next generation. Because all they are through luck in a certain way. Yeah. Not all of us surviving. Not all of us DNA and pass on because the choices will make. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know that life is rarely a cakewalk, and you are handed a deck of cards in your life, and you have to. Sometimes you can't change those deck, the, the 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 cards you've been handed. So you have to play the hand you've been handed. That's why some people are great poker players. They have a rotten hand, but they can work it in such a way that you didn't know that they had ace mm-hmm. in their hand, mm-hmm. and they do. But it is how they present it. It's what they present. So then, how do you push through your worst times? Or how, how, if you had worst times in your life, which we all have that, how do you push through those worst times? What advice do you have for Meadowbrook people, Meadowbrook students, anybody? How you push through the worst times? That's a good question, Dougie. That is a really, really good question. Well, we have to, bo- we have to pull some bouncers too, you know. <laughs> um, Yo, Lance, that, I mean, with the question Dougie asked, does spirituality have anything to do with how you get through those times? That, that, that is definitely a segue for him to say that, absolutely. So, P- Froggy, I'm bowling bouncers and you're bowling bigger bouncers. 
Yeah, I'm push the tough time. I could question them there and oh, spirituality have to do with it. And the answer is Yes, a spirituality mean different things to different people. A spirituality to mean meaning I yeah my father make sure I go confirmation class, I go confirmation class, just when I start Meadowbrook. He used to go to St. George's church. Me and Jackie Morris was confirming at the same class. You remember Dougie, Jackie Morris said in your class. Very well, very mm-hmm. well. Remember right, her. Right, so well. I was at mm-hmm. a church. Father make sure I go to church. He never, never pushed the church down my throat like some parents probably do. And he never go to church. He never make me go to church alone. He was always there. He and my mother was always there, right? Up until the time, he never to care to go to church. Every Sunday, if I want to go to church, I go to St. George's City, I go to live at Permacal, I wake me up, I carry him to church. Um, so the spirituality is there. Um, some of the worst time I think through, some of the, when you go through the worst time, you have to do a whole with spirituality, not necessarily the church. But what the church does is teach you spirituality. And if you can get that message from, and spirituality to me is like knowing yourself. Is reflecting by yourself and knowing yourself and as a right. All your, all your think about things in it. Because everything you know, and we tell this to my youth them all the while. You know, everything, everything we do begins with a thought. You know, there's nothing what you do in a life we don't begin with a thought. And you ask yourself and say, where do those thoughts come from? Right. If follow me, I say to you, and sometimes, sometimes you don't know where thoughts come from. You know. Sometimes I don't know where thoughts come from, and sometimes people try to put thoughts in their head, or situation put thoughts in their head, and it's how you make sure, say, it take a whole heap of work, it take a whole heap of reading a certain kind of books, you know, these days, listening, come listen to a whole heap of videos, because I'm a whole heap of driving by myself at the time, and when I listen to videos or podcasts, reflect back on a whole heap of them type of podcasts, in terms of, say, just... Personal growth and development podcast, right? Or oh, oh man, we do it. again. That's my example. Man, I got through a tough time. or them ride them, them wave them, or them go through it. Right. right hey, so- sorry. Um, I was just want to ask when you said that. Can you tie in any of that with the spirituality and going through tough times with how that how Meadowbrook helped you along the way because you played sports, academics, social. You know, did did anything in Meadowbrook help you in your tough times? Oh, definitely, Wayne. Definitely. That that's a again is a good question. That and a good segue that because I'm gonna take my directly back to this. Come, flippantly I dismiss this, but it's an important thing. Remember, you know, success never success never come easy for me at Meadowbrook, you know. And success meaning when you actually win. Me never, not even say we win, you know. Me never even make the team on a permanent basis till me start captain the team in 1981. Right? But guess I realize now, say, go back to the question where Dougie asked, when you push through the hard time, you know. You just have to keep going. It's like your resilience, me learn resilience at Meadowbrook, man. If that are the one thing you want to make sure the people may learn. A Meadowbrook will come after me or I listen to now. Resilience is like you can't, you can't, st- and sports, sports, allow you teach you that more than anything else, you know. Because when you play cricket, I agree, I agree with that. I agree with when that. When you play 
cricket or football win, Montaclio or brush it down. Next, you know, so you have to get up and brush yourself off. And even if you lose a match, I you talk last week to anymore. If talk about a match and play, where the man bunks him down one match against Calabar, and three weeks later, I'm play the same man. And him bunks, he meet the man for some the man a ball to the referee. Can wheel and come again because sports get the opportunity there. Sports, and then the important, this is what we love in Meadowbrook. Sports facilitate you if you're the one that's at Meadowbrook. If you go participate, and that's what I would say, if you do something. So in the, in play the, up and play the game. Yeah, man, yeah. So even if you go out the one week, you know, and, and, and you feel, say, a man, you make a ducks, like when me making a my first match win. You come back again the next week. Or the man, the school, and Becky, and Mr. And Mr. Year and the school itself, not just them, because they're in an environment where the school facilitated that. You see me, I said to you, it's like the school facilitate you. The school, the woman, I said, the school never think about it as fair. I say, you go and you make dogs, or you wait name that. You just come again. And you don't stop trying. It might sound like a cliche, you know, but it is not. Because at the end of the day, you know, and this this are the this are the difficulty and Dougie said earlier, know, this are the brainwashing we have to undo. Because yeah. we, have, we have been brainwashing things say we have to get one right answer academically. Cause when you go to school like that them training and say, Oh, you need to pass the exam, you have to do this and you have to do that. And if you the more you think about it, the more you realise say life is sometimes the right answer. There's no right answer. There's a whole heap of different way for the one thing. A whole heap of different way sometimes some of the things are more come up. You never think you don't think about it yet, but you're not gonna do it until in a certain mindset. You follow me, I said. But if, if if the socialization, which is what the school system has done now for the last hundred years, right? Training for say, yeah, look for you want pass, and you think about passing, that is it. You never start. You you think about it wrong. What you want to think about it is I say, you want move. You, you want. Try and do it a different way. What the and it's like you want it's like you come with a clean slate. And I say, what the solution? I come up with different several different solutions to do this. I with a new solution. Because the human mind is the most powerful thing, you know. The imagination. I will create new things that do never exist before, you know. And unfortunately, because of the, the age of we now, where everything in front of you, the cell phone. They have taken away our imagination. I wouldn't realize it, you know. Because God bless we, you know. When we have a school, I think we're more fortunate, you know. Because you think about this, you know. We never have a cell phone, enough you know, for click and look on nothing, you know. Our imagination was the greatest thing for we, you know, doggy. You talk, oh, about, yeah. you talk about the girls, them at the waterfall, and I just see imagination alone. Keep you happy, right, you know, right. and keep you. Hey, that was no, that wasn't imagination. <laughs> that was real stuff. No, it's no point I make. You're not seeing everything. You're not seeing yeah, everything again. Say imagination. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Mystery. They sold. They sold the mystery. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna say these days now. There's no mystery to the youth, you know. So, so the imagination has gone, doggy. So it's like the creativity is dead there. Because we, we, the, the point is, you know, I mean, I carry the pen go to school. And the teacher now I take it to from me and embarrass me and I say, I'm a pervert or this or that. She say, yeah, my, she treat me like I look a brother. Right, right. That was a smart move on her part. Yeah, she yeah, understood. 
Yeah. She's an adult and she understands. She yes. understands yes. adolescent versus being an adult. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly, doggy. Exactly, doggy. Exactly, froggy. So it's, uh, it's just... Let me point it, you know. I mean, I sum it up in a one word, in a one sentence, you know. In, in a life, you know. And the people... You can't get out of your own way, you know. If you can If you can And it's not easy for the do, you know. Because it's almost like... All of us born... And have fear now. Some of us make the fear. Some of us are socialized and people use our fears for take away our imagination, for control way. Right? Mm-hmm. So the fear hold you back a whole heap. You know? Some people think say them story not good enough or them but I, I try one time and fear and that is it. And I'm not realizing saying you know, by getting up back in you know, they might inspire somebody else. Or by telling for them story, they might inspire a man and I say, right, it. but look where I'm though, me could have done that too. But the fear has stopped you from doing it, you know. The fear, yes. the, and, and fear is a legitimate thing, you know. Because if you never fear things, you wouldn't survive. But I worry about things of fear these days is irrational. But because I've been programmed for fear, for say, fear, say, fear for talking in front of the public, fear of failure, and fear of them exists. Because if you don't stop trying, if you the only time feel, the only time you feel when you stop trying. The only time you feel is when you stop trying. And one thing this is the one thing I got separate about this. It is not your fault, you know. It is merely your responsibility. So right. what I'm saying, you know, and your fault, it doesn't matter who for fault, you know. But are your responsibility for starting different. You see me I said to you, okay. or you become how you are, you know, sometimes it's not your fault. And if you look at it, if you adapt that attitude, it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility for move forward. Right, right, right. Well, as, as John Lennon rightly said, there are two major motivating factors in life, fear and love. And the, you have to somehow come to a balance between them to, um, to, be, to survive and to, to learn and to understand. So... I fear I the fault one. That is the problem. Yeah, but love overcomes everything. Yeah, but yeah. That's what I learned from Meadowbrook was love. It does. And it does, doggy. Yeah. yeah. But we have been programmed to fear so much. It's like, it it it, it, it about to take work to overcome. Because it's like, I forget you. And that's a fear I will keep her alive, you know. It does. It does. But if you don't fear, you, know, you walk out in the road and a car lick you down or. Right. Except by the way, you know, say. So fear is a legitimate thing. We're not dismissing it, you know. Right. But you have to think for yourself a certain way and realize say, some of them fear are irrational. Right. And you don't want it to, to cripple your imagination and to cripple your your process of moving forward. I want, I want, I want, have enough to keep. Let me give an example. We're all born with fear, you know. We're all born with fear, you know. Because up to the age of 29, you know. I was socialized for fear, doppy. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, we learn. We learn fear. I think we learn fear. We learn fear. No, man. No, not just learn. That two thing up, doggy. Ev- evolutionary half instinctive fear is an instinctive reaction, you know. Right. Fear is that cracking bull about and come close to you know. Yes, sir. I know I come close to you know again. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's the reaction, you know. You're born with it, that yeah. you're born with that, you know. But what's happening, you know, is that some people use your instinctive reaction, your fear, 
a roach or if you're a spider or you fear stand up in front of the public people have used that now for control you in a way and take where your 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 love spirit will have a create right and if you if we yeah. can if we can get over this if we get out of the way you know it's not easy for the door you know because and then you know, it from a mass scale people manipulate to think about certain things and make a fear certain thing when they exist right yeah but may i tell you man me, me fear doppy up until um, you know me get over that I, I, I was scared like hell growing up remember them had that three that that, that casket thing in Jamaica. <laughs> yes and it was it caused me so many sleepless nights and i'm like how is this getting into my psyche here mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah yeah no right right exactly and this one on no. your people are all around you know they, they use that fear they have legitimately initially you know how do I use it for though? For control, yo. So if I'm wearing the certain things in my said, doggy, if you don't... He's take coming up. for you. Yes, I'm going to make the three wheel car for come get Exactly. And that me I talk about, doggy. And that trigger the me I talk about, you know. So fear come out legitimately, you know. But yeah. people around you, whether your parents or the community where you live, use that fear. And sometimes the bigger contract laws, use that fear there and control you because them the one you think in a flourishing and a loving way. I want to trust my man. I want to start thinking that way, the man. The sky is the limit, man. The sky is the limit, doggy and froggy. May I tell you? So, me, me, me get over that because my mother look on me. And I just by chance. By chance, my mother look on me as a lance. I work and I go, I sell out of parts. Remember that, doggy? I sell out of parts. Uh, yeah, the one at South Camp Road. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is there anything in ever sell a Jamaica bridge? <laughs> No, no, hold on, hold on, good no. question. Good no. question again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me answer you, guys. A good question again. Because I ask a legitimate question. Because yeah. I'm say the whole answer sell the most important commodity out of Jamaica. I'm not even talking about that. I never touched that yet. I <laughs> never sell the weed yet. I sell, I propose for the man sell the weed. But yeah, I've never sold that weed. <laughs> Hey, as long as you never, as long as you never sell your soul, that's all. That yeah, that's a, exactly, doggy. That's another thing, never. Exactly, because me never, me never take advantage of nobody. Exactly, no. right, doggy. Thank you for that. So, no. so, so, so once when, once it legal, I'm gonna no, no. sell my soul. Yeah. We in a conversation, Lance. Say, yeah, man. Remember what we usually sell. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> but they, you're right, man. That is true. They're right. There's nothing more you can tell me. I'm going to tell that story about who sell this. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the double story before I forget it. So I'm afraid of you know. I'm going to talk about my big boy. You know, still afraid of you know. I'm going to go Anova. And my grandparents, by my mother's side, come from the deepest and rural, rural part of Anova, you know, right? And when we park now, we park and we walk, go up in the hills. Right? And, um, yeah, we walk about two or three miles before we go to the house. And we walk out of the town square. And yeah, pure pitch black and darkness. And yeah, we walk past the whole heap of grave and all them things there. And before we start, the whole little system is a land in our fear now. Because goodness upon one side and mercy upon the other side. So that's in the back of mine. I mean, I said, my pass, I'm going to go to I mean, you know, body come out, come say, none to me. I mean, I said, this is a foolish thing I tell man a long time. Don't be about it. So from that, 
Oh, well, true. Any gravesite and other people around me tell me MC and hear that. Me, I say, you can't, me not tell you what I believe, you know. But that now go control me and tell me, say, me can't go do this. Because fear, people use fear for preventing from doing things. Yes. That's since Dove cut their half a tree. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't know where he is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, my brother. Exactly. 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 So, so, I have, so, so Jelly, so, yeah. you know, we, for me, you know, I'm coming up on my time. I probably have about 15 more minutes here, but you guys can continue talking. But I want no, to man, ask, bro. I, I do don't talk with that, man. We almost, yeah, we're past true already, but we can't go on talk yeah. till you're done. So, go. Move by 12.15. So, I want to ask you, what advice would you give to the younger Jelly, your younger self? What advice would you give for helping yourself that you know now that you would give to your younger self yeah. so let's say you are now 60 years of age what things would you tell your younger self 30 years ago to say shore you up or give you advice what would you maybe do different or what would you tell your younger self yeah, man. That one is easy for me, though. I mean, I think what I want. That's like a little lollipop. As it has. <laughs> trust. But the donkey drops that. The donkey drops. Trust, trust, but because I mean, I think about it. Yes. Think about it. Now, because I mean, I think I ask you the question. But this is something I think about. Now, you know why I mean, I think about it for the last 10, 15 years. Right. What could I have done different? What could I have done different? Yes. And it's simple to me, man. Trust, but verify. True. No matter how uh, much you think you trust a person, you have to have a way to verify what the person has said. Without, you may not know say I verify, but you have to have a methodology to verify what the person has said. It's true. And if you find out, say, you can't verify the trust, you have to just step back and I say, okay, you have to go this, this a little different. If I have a message to you, that's, that's, that's one advice me I give. That's that's it all. That's one advice. That's what that's one advice me think me I give me younger self dog. Just trust but verify because I live and trust and and trying yeah. to talk about this in a car trust. You can't build a society or a family or anything at all without trust base you know. Without trust you know and the challenges you know I go forward you know. In a, in your own family. With school at Meadowbrook, a country, Jamaica, or even where we live here, so. How you build a trust-based society? And it's yes. hard. It is very, very mm. hard. It's very, very hard. But maybe the question is that, how you build a society where you can verify... The trustworthiness. Yes, yes, yes. It, it's hard. You can't just ever take a man word, man. You follow me? And it, and it all becomes so... If it's one thing many of them start teach at school is a mindset then I say is oh you gotta build what kind of language you gotta use if you can build a, a verifiable trust based society. Okay, it has to be verified dog. It has to be in a it has to be in a written language a man knows Cause something the point is you know, sometimes a man the words a man use, you know, him not lie to you know. But him leave out certain things and you know say it's to your disadvantage. 
So you can't tell him, say, I lie, I tell you. Like, him tell you, say, okay, no, I know that. Him take a picture and him show you, and him left out certain things, and he started. He might try to deceive you because him not tell you the full story. It's what kind of language of a start facilitate. I mean, and it's hard, you know. It is hard, you know. But I think we can start by identifying. The, the challenge to me, you know, I think it's easier to identify when somebody being dishonest. More than identify the truth. You follow me, I said to you? Think about me, I said. A man, a, man, a man said something to me once, and to this day it stays with me. He says, I'm not telling you a lie, dog. Um, you must learn to work with the truth. And I'm like, what? Work with the truth? He says, we don't call it a lie. You're working with the truth. And I, I, I was shocked to learn of that wording and that that was a euphemism for saying, hey, I'm going to tell a lie, but I'm not going to call it a lie. I'm going to say work yeah, with yeah, the yeah. truth. I'm, uh, so, so the whole trust-based thing is such a, it's, it's almost, where's your moral compass? Where, where did you get that moral compass from to guide your trustworthiness? That's why I come back to the Ten Commandments from my family to say, you got to guide you so that you can hopefully be trustworthy. You yeah. get it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But everybody it, oh, has to find their own compass. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask. Well, not even ask a question. The question you asked a while ago, I, I want to expand on that question. When you said earlier, what would you tell yourself, your early self? What would you want? I mean, if you knew all that you knew now, yes, would, would life be worth living? Well, for me, that's not a question. You asked me because yeah. huh? yes, a question. Like, yeah, yeah. A question. That, that you just asked, would life be worth living if you knew the outcomes already? Oh, I say, I mean, I say, I mean, yeah, I say, if 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 life is known, if it's the yeah. world living, yeah, if you know the future look like, if life is the world living, hey, yeah. Wayne, yo, that's what make you come close with me every weekend. Can I ask some profound question here? What me name not think about in Arasta? How that meant? <laughs> That is a great question, you know, my brother. Because, if, yeah, if, but, but because remember, you know, life is a life is a journey. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the answer, no, I'm not going to say a question is doing. And the answer is no. If you know the if you know the destination before you start, life now go hard living, man. The journey, how we are going to enjoy, man. You're right, win. I'm going to answer that. I know someone know the destination. We want to do this building now because you can build greater than what you want, you know. Right? Imagination allow you if you now fear in your mind to build greater things. What they exist, where they not think about, you know. Right? And prevent you from, from people manipulating and lying to you, you know. Is 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 oh yeah, because I think we could have as a world, as a society, as a family, we could have create much greater things than we have now, you know. But because people want one up man chip and want lie to people and take advantage of people it's time for it wouldn't you classify that as human nature yeah it is it is human nature when it is yes human nature it is but it, it is also human nature to be creative and the good things it says it's human nature both you know what may i say you now it's not like me i say me i guarantee you are happening you now but may i say you know my lifetime life has turned out to be a way it's like 
he a fight to overcome evil because people are live a different way. And I say, because we are living a fear-based mentality then. That's the point I make. And I say, but it not easy. Are you one nature win? But I say, if we can, if more people can stop thinking in a fear-based way and start thinking in a love-based way, as Doggy call it, and more, you don't know the result I don't know You still have bad luck and all them things there, you know. But you could have created whole it more thing. There's no guarantee what you have created, you know. But instead of things that get things worse and worse, as my auntie that said to me, in a love-based world, things can be better, bet, good and better. You see me, I said yeah, to you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You understand? It's not so easy for, because it's not like me. I said, I don't want a world where I have no choice then. In a sense, that's why I asked, you know. Where you just yeah. say, okay, you guarantee where you, you know, Lance, you just have a better book. I have a win sunlight. I have to do this. I have to do that. And you just have to keep winning. And you keep winning. That's a boring life win. The journey and the fun and the relationship where you build, like what we are talking about, are the most important thing, man. The f that's why the conversation where I do so important and so nice, you know. Because the memories of I come back and I talk about them, I laugh about them, I say, that. At the time, it wasn't fun, but when you look back on it, you find the joys. I, that I, usually, usually, that's where the good stories come from. Yeah, man. Yeah, we ain't. But remember, now we can look back on it with fun because we never take advantage of each other. It's, it's when you take advantage of each other, you can't look back on it with fun, you know. When, when you lose your soul, as dog is. <laughs> when you sell your soul. Your soul because it's a problem and. By the time you realize it's sold, you have hurt people, and now you are down in a mode that is like... Yeah, man, when you say yes, well, you can't have the conversation that way. I'm sorry for people like them there. I'm glad mm -hmm. my soul never sell because I can't come and have them conversation with, with a open heart and talk and laugh about it. I, I'm not saying I never hurt nobody. I can't laugh about it. I'm not saying I never know something I a certain way. Or, and that's the thing. That's how the openness come in. And then something well, we all need well we all need redemption. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. We have all sinned and come short and yeah. we all need redemption and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. it's about. Mm -hmm. But look, um since that um the me and man, it has come to time, you know. We'll go wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well come to that. Me just have to say we good talk again. You have to ask the last you have to ask the magical question and the last question because yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then, we and you go through with our last question there. Eh? So, boy, I'm going to go with that last question, you know, dog. Yeah, go with yeah, it. Man. Go Jelly. with it. What made Meadowbrook magical? Boy, we and... I never said that's a donkey drop. That's a good question. I don't know where that come. I'll make me answer it for you. Come here, think about that one, yeah? Two words for me. Or three words. Families and community and... Familial. I mean, I'll give the story them quickly. When we come to Meadowbrook, I'll be telling you, say, there's no, you don't make a step of Meadowbrook without bucking up a family or somebody where have a family go out of school. You can name them out. You, you and I can think about 20 half at the top of where there's a thing and I say, somebody brother go out of school, somebody sister there at the school. You follow me, I said to you? Yes. And then the next thing was like, it was like a community in terms of say, and community meaning the teacher them did almost feel like bigger brothers and sisters to we. So because of that, it was the familial touch. And as me I tell you, say, I can leave with the story when I talk about with Mrs. Nelson or Miss Brown and Miss Richards. Right? Where 
Miss Richards never embarrass me when me a, I'm out there about a girl trouble at about cold front at my she never she never turn around and reprimand me you follow me I said to you yeah 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 or Mrs. Nelson who she is now never take my pen and carry me go top and walk me through the middle of the school like maybe if me go to Catholic school and I said it's perfect I carry this come to school and all with it she I took, re- Yes. Eh? You know, I ring your ears, I can't go talk. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, she take a weapon. I wouldn't have a discussion about it at all. And all I say, so the, what I'm saying is, a whole heap of family member come to Meadowbrook, you know. A whole heap froggy. You can't name them. Doug, you can't think about them the same way. Oh, yeah. From first to sixth farm, Doug, Wayne and Doug. And what I say, it's like in a community. Right? It's like in a community I love then, you know. And come back to the world in a community I trust because so much familial members did there, you know. And the teachers them know. And I think the teachers them them never done by, by chance either. You know? I think the administration from top to span would have pick a certain type of teacher would have come Middlebrook would have facilitate the environment there. When you think about all I'm like Becky will come there and nurture me and have such a profound impact on my life. You see what I said to you? So it's like the magic was created in it. It created an environment where come back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, a trust based environment, you know. Right? I don't know if I'm set out for do that, you know. But me go there and me play and me trust Mr. Beckford in a way where if him tell me for the X, him tell me for the all my first to me the evening, say Prince. I'm a stop cause bothered pan the road. That's it. He never have to say nothing more to me, you know. Can yeah, I trust you? He respect. He, he was a man that I always looked up to he <clears throat> garnered respect the way he, he yeah, operated yeah yeah, yeah 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 same, same thing with Mr. Year the dread same thing he never have to send yeah. more to me at all never yeah. have to send a man I say my a discipline here and I'm this and that me never have seen that way there yeah me never saw Mr. Year the froggy as a disciplinary and I said boy yeah a part of the course in terms of playing the game and getting fit and all them way there and part make sure you're ready you follow me I said to you I don't talk mm-hmm. to you, and the dread I keep it straight. The dread not nah, the dread was not diplomatic, you no know, doggy. You know that. <laughs> oh yeah. You follow me, I said to you. So tell you as it is, yeah. Well, learn no diplomacy on them at all, you know. You follow me, I said to you. So yeah. But so me, me think me get that. That's our metaphor magical to me, man. The families, the community, and the fact that it was almost like a familial setting. Right. Right. But we can't leave without mentioning one thing, you know. Right? Because I'm not talking much about my friend in my sixth farm. Right? And Doug you knows some of them. I'm going to talk about this because I want to mention the fact that this week I say we are made up of a homecoming come up at the end of July. Right? Okay. Uh, Ray Goodman and Brown Upper Farm. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Ray oh, Goodman really? and Brown Upper Farm. And um, why, why, that, why I remember that, you know. And that I fought, I remember near six farm forty years ago again, you know. And real good man and brown, I'm mean, call my friend them name now, David Hill, Lyndon Curtis, the man they are mean a six farm, Lincoln Brown, and I use them Christopher Hamilton. I don't know if you remember me. Right? All of them. I remember all of them. Yeah man, mm-hmm. right? Lyndon did I know so God rest him soul in Parson a couple of years ago. But remember Froggy, I don't know if you know the story, I'm mean, six farm video. Our oh, real good man, I'm going to come up, you know. I'm going to big it up because I want to promote the concert. The homecoming, I come up at the end of July. Because anything for me, Melabrook, 
people support me, but I got to do that. And I'm right. in a six yeah. building upstairs, top side of the library, Craggy. I'm going to sing Ray Goodman and Brown song, Happy Anniversary. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the high note, you know. <laughs> I can't do it. For, I'm going to the high note and say, Happy Anniversary. Donkey, I'm waiting. Listen, a girl look up at me and Donkey Noir. <laughs> I think she married to Ferdinand, Dennis Marks. Yeah, she, yeah. she heard me singing away and she said, in her fine voice, Who said that? I'm going to say, Me. And she said, Wow, it sounds like the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. I never said that. <laughs> yeah. So, like the original win, I'm going to say, if, if people are your original, we're good man and brown. I don't know if I'm the full group, we'll make sure to show up at the, the room coming and going by the end of July. But that was a, trust me, doggy, that was some memorable time I met a group man. That, in a sense, just, just a journey there. Just a journey, my brother. I love it, man. We love it. Me oh, yeah, yeah. We yeah, love it. Sure. We love it. We yeah. love it. So, do the wrapping up, doggy, because at 12.15 now, I know you have to go away. So, you do the wrapping up and say, boy, close this out. Close it out. Well, you know, <laughs> this thing called life is very complicated. <laughs> and it is not about how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get up. <clears throat> It is how you go about managing your family because family next to God is the most important thing. As you say, your family lives through you or the you know, you pass on those genes and you pass on the genes from Sister Lily and Sir Thomas and you are enjoying a good life with your family and you have Great memories with people like myself and all your other friends, Froggy, the whole circle. And so these things are goodness that God gave us the time that we could be here to fellowship with each other because not everybody was so fortunate or so blessed to still be above ground. So we give thanks for liberty and life and live and let live. And thank you for this. Come on. That's it. Froggy, mm-hmm. you know the last word before we just close it out. Just thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Thanks for involving me and not forgetting me. Um, I appreciate uh, more than you know. Oh, All yeah, right? man. And me appreciate both of you come. And Froggy, trust me, I will be calling upon you again because, trust me, you are... <laughs> In both some bunks are to you in a way that you the man, the man, yo, in in that's an important child. But when I'm listening back this, I say, wow, so like the original. So tell Angela happy birthday. I mean, that's a major thing, you know, and bless up to all the moms, you know. Yeah, man, the happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. This will come out after Mother's Day, but anyway, happy belated Mother's Day to all of the mothers. So. Thank you, Doggy. Thank you, yeah. Wayne. Appreciate this. And we talk. Appreciate uh, yeah. yeah, man. Cool. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, great things. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to Meadowbrook Memories. And remember to give us all the support and encouragement you can on whatever social media platform you are listening. And special thanks to my production manager, Kyle Prince, who takes care of everything involved in getting the podcast out every week. And without him, this podcast would not be possible. 
it is his expertise that allows me to do what I love doing every week, having great conversations about Meadowbrook memories, and he'd respond by everything else. So again, thanks to my production manager, Kyle Prince.